You've got a passion for the outdoors, a desire to feel the warm sun on your face, the sound of your fly line whipping through the air, the pop of the water as the fish inhales the fly you just found in the floorboard of your truck. You need to feel the cool waters on your feet, the crisp north breeze of a November morning, the sound of a turkey gobble, the December rut, the chills of an elk bugle in September. It's the longing passion to chase your obsession. This is what we share. This is what we preach. Welcome to Honey Hole Hangout. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Uh, we have on the mic myself. I'm Landon. We have Zach. Hello. We have Gabe. Good morning, afternoon, whenever you're waiting. I did not mute it this time. You did awesome. <laughs> and we have a great guest for you guys today. Andrew Rogue, hey. a.k.a. the Grill Sergeant. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's going on, man? So give us a quick like overview of what you do. Tease our listeners a little bit. Uh, I basically do uh, backyard barbecue on YouTube. Okay. Pretty, that's pretty much uh, that's what I came out here to do. So, yeah. That's awesome. So in a little bit, we're going to get into that, talk about backyard barbecue, answer some of your guys' questions. But first, we have... Our drink. Oh, summer <laughs> of mixing. We never got a button for that, <laughs> no. but it is summer of mixing. It has been the best summer because of the summer There's of mixing. Still time. How many more weeks of summer do we have? Well, if we're going back when I go back to school. Yeah, I was going to say that's probably not much. No, two weeks. Okay. But you've already, have you already started? I, I, I coached a little bit today. So. Zach's a football coach now, guys. We're hoping for D-line. How'd you get I'm that? I'm hoping for D-line. What do you mean? How'd you get that? I volunteered. I wanted to do it. Okay, sweet. Yeah. yeah. Are you like a defensive coach, offense? Right now, I don't know. Okay, but you're just there. I'm just there. We, we're doing our camp right now with the yeah. high school that we feed into, and so um, we're kind of just, everyone's just kind of like helping out wherever they need it sort of thing. They do in two days? Uh, no. High not. school has not started that, that yet, Okay. and middle school's not allowed. Yeah, right. Middle school yeah. isn't allowed. Yeah. So are you enjoying yelling at, yelling at kids yet? I haven't got Run. that. No, I haven't got that that feel for it yet. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to figure out what kind of coach I'm going to be. Yeah, your, your dolphin whistle with you. You know, I do have my dolphin. Was it the uh, whatever they call it? It was like a name for like everyone's fancy little whistle. Like, oh, that's the best. Like you tell somebody, like, oh, this is the whistle I got, and they're like, oh yeah, because it's loud. oh, uh, what is it? A fox, fox forty. You're like, you tell somebody, you're like, oh, I got a Fox 40. Like, oh, that's the shit. That's the whistle. <laughs> they're like, if you're going to have a whistle, that's the one. <laughs> the the, the, the thing about being a coach, though, you need a good whistle, but you need a horrible, uh, oh, what's yeah, it called? Yeah, clipboard. Uh, clipboard. Because you want to be able to yeah. break it. So yeah. if, like, you get mad, oh, yeah, yeah. break it over your knee. You want it to break easily. I'm and just like, going to have, like, like somebody follow me around with like forty clipboards. You're like, give it to me, <laughs> snap it around. Well, like typical Texas foot, high school football coaches are like straw hats, a crappy pair of sunglasses. Yeah, their whistle, a crappy shirt, the tucked tight in, tucked into the tightest shorts. The khaki shorts. Are I got super ca- tight. I got the khaki shorts. Super tight tube socks with a can yeah. of dip. With a can of dip in, in the, the back. Yeah, you know, in, in yeah. the sock. In the sock. And New Balance shoes. And New Balance. I almost bought some New Balance just because yeah. for that effect the other day. I was and like, then you I have, got, you're you, a coach. Now. Am I even a coach? You're a coach. And then you have to stand like this. Yeah. You got <laughs> to stand like you, you ran a mile yeah. and you're having a heart attack. No, yeah. no. Okay. I get, you know why? You know why you stand like that? It's because you're watching all these kids get like running around. And you're like, oh man, I'm, I'm hurt. I'm, I'm sore just watching. I bet. You're like, <laughs> I got to just. Again. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, really like hustling from one side of the field to the other. I'm like, this was a lot easier 20 years ago. Like yeah. so much easier. Not I'm I'm hoping you get defensive line coach. That's what I'm hoping for. Because it'd be fun. 
it's, you know, the playbook is easy, you know, but you're a motivator. And being the motivator coach is the fun job. You get to right. stand on that yeah. little, like, machine where they hit. They have, like, the four pads, and they run into it. Yeah, you get to stand on that. Yeah. 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 Go. Go. Yeah. With your whistle with your Fox 40. Fox 40. <laughs> Dude. And it's a beadless one, too. So it's Whoa. like. Oh. oh. Nobody even hears me coming. <laughs> 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 it's great. No one's a thing. <laughs> Are you gonna wear it around your neck, or are you gonna wrap it around your hand? Oh yeah, you gotta wrap it around. You gotta, you gotta like, you gotta twirl it, and then wrap it around your finger, and then twirl it out. Yeah, twirl yeah. It back. Yeah, yeah, no. Right now, it's actually attached to like twenty different keys. Jeez. So it doesn't yeah. twirl that well. Good. Excited. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm, excited I'm ready to go to some football games. Honestly. Yeah, I'm excited too. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. How I'm it gonna goes. definitely go to some middle school, middle school football games yeah. this year. <laughs> you know. I'll fun. paint my chest. Who knows Zach. what happened? Yeah, <laughs> you're being a Zach. Yeah, exactly. yeah. No, because if you show up with like my school in there, they'll they'll kick you out. You're not allowed to do that. Oh, really? Man. Yeah, but there's nothing in the guidebook that says you can't paint Zach across your fork. Your, Ooh, your chest. Okay. Yeah. So as long as I'm, my chest is painted, my bare chest is painted, we're okay. With Zach, with Zach, can't okay. see my school. Okay, hmm. done. I don't know if you just wrote like go sports. That might work. <laughs> <laughs> Some of these rules don't make sense. <laughs> Okay, so before we get too much further, uh, I want to remind everyone, and I forgot to mention the last couple weeks, Wild Rivers Coffee Company. Yeah. They have a discount code for you guys. What's that discount code? Honey Hole. It's easy. You guys get a discount on coffee. It's great. That's right. All you H-holes out there. All you (laughs) H-holes. Zach, you finished off that uh, Yeah, dude, the one one with the bear on it. Yep. It was good. Yep. Oh, wait, what? What are we drinking? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, we're going to get there. We're going to yeah. get okay, to okay, summer. Yeah. Oh, we, we, we started <laughs> summer mixing a bit ago. Yeah, and we're we still, got, <laughs> we're, yeah. We're still in summer mixing mode right now. Sorry, well, anyway, yeah, yeah. Wild Rivers Coffee Company, use the code Honeyhole, 15% off. That's right. They support conservation. And have your own summer mixing. And have your own summer mixing. All right, Zach, what are we drinking? We are drinking a highball, which okay. is ginger ale, not ginger beer, and bourbon. Easy drink. Oh, it's so easy. Like easy to make. Yeah, easy to make, easy to drink. Andrew, yeah. what did you think? It's very good. What is this, like a 50-50 mix, or how do you? No, well, we, we had to teach Landon how you make a mixed drink. <laughs> and how many ounces go in a mixed drink? Two ounces. Two ounces okay. of liquor, Okay. typically. Not one yeah. and a half. Not one and a half. So, in case you don't, you're like me, and forever thought that one shot glass equaled one ounce, a shot glass is an ounce and a half. Yeah, so uh, typically a mixed drink is going to have one and a half shot glasses, and you'll be fine. So I did two ounces yep. of bourbon. Today we're drinking, uh, why am I blanking out? Ghost Hill by? Treaty Oak. Treaty Oak. Yeah, it's good it stuff. Good. Yep. It threw me off because I thought it was like, I, I tasted like chocolate at the beginning of it. And then I put ice in the cup, two ounces of bourbon, and then topped the glass off with uh, ginger ale. And easy, easy drink to make, easy drink to drink. I'm gonna have to make another one in a minute. I don't know. Every time, every time getting that fuzzy ginger ale taste, it keeps throwing me back to the Mountain Dew and Coors Light we were drinking. That was a good oh, drink. No. Mount, uh, Bush Mountain Dew, Bush, Bush Light. Light, Mountain Dew and Bush Light, Dew and Brews, Dew and Brews. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it, uh, was, it was weird, but it was really good. Surprising. So I'm gonna get this uh, podcast start off with a heavy hitting topic. What's your so heavy hitting? So I topic? posted <laughs> to Instagram Reels a video of the permit I caught in Belize. Uh huh of an underwater shot, and I tagged it, like, in the video, like, use a sticker that said, like, catch and release, because I released the fish, because they're protected in Belize. Okay. And some guy commented along the lines of, catch and release is so unethical, 
Yada yada yada. It's in. It's no. He said unhumane. Yeah, he spelled it wrong. I corrected him and said <laughs> it's inhumane. Yeah, that felt like the best response yes. you can give in that moment. Yeah. First, you got to learn them, and then you yeah. go on to yes. learn them first. <laughs> yeah. So then a little conversation happened, and eventually, at some point, I said, "Well, I don't catch. I uh, don't worry. I keep some of the fish. I don't release them all." Was like my snarky comment at the end, and he said something, and I was like, "I'm done with this," but that got me thinking because this guy thought that catch and release is unethical. Yeah. And there is a lot of people that believe that, mm-hmm. including PETA, which I have a great article here. Yeah, but they think catching and eating is unethical. Well, my favorite was uh, was that comedian Mitch Hedberg who said, I just like to make fish late for stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> Rest in peace. Uh, PETA says that catch and release fishing is cruelty disguised as sport. Studies show that fish who are caught in the return to the water suffer such severe psychological stress that they often die of shock. Fish often swallow hooks, and anglers might have to retrieve a hook by shoving their fingers or pliers down the fish's throat. Called gullet. Maybe Brackenridge Park, yeah, but not not your pristine fish. When the, yeah, I'm not sticking my finger in anything, bro. <laughs> when the fish park, when the fish are handled, yeah. the protective coating on their bodies is disturbed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, you your they, hands they, argue, they argue that fish feel pain and that fishing gear hurts wildlife. Um, and there's actually, I like Googled is catch and release unethical. And there's like a myriad of articles, oh, yeah, not yeah. just P, yeah. not just PETA. I mean, everything they, they just shared, I mean, it probably is a study that proves it at some point. Uh, yeah. So like a couple of their points I could concede but overall, in the term, throwing out the term unethical, I think is incorrect. I think fish can die because of f- poor fish handling. Mm-hmm. But if we look at the whole of, let's say, pebble mine, the whole right. pebble mine issue, who is fighting the hardest to prevent pebble mine from becoming a thing? Right. Okay, I see what you're saying, right? I, and I so and I agree. Conservationists are doing the most work, and typically conservationists are people who take and the, re, use yeah. those resources. However, I don't think we need to get to a point where we have to justify catch and release fishing by saying, well, it's okay if we harm this fish because we're doing so much good on the other hand. I think you have to argue the fact that, like, we're probably, like, yeah, we're, that fish is probably not comfortable, but, like, catch and release has a very high living rate. Like, it's, like, in the high 90s. If- if, if done properly. If done properly. It is, right? But, I mean, like, it's in the high 90s. So think about how many fish are caught each day. So, yeah, I mean, like, it is a blood sport. There are going to be some fish that die. We'll just, but also, that like, goes yeah. back into the environment. Like, things are going to eat that fish that's dead. Like, it's not just a one-off thing. Hmm. But you, also, I don't know. I see your point. back and said, but, look, fish was only in hand in 30 seconds. I wore specific gloves. Or not, you were just saying you fish wasn't even gloves. touched. Fish wasn't even touched. Well, and I think there's a, for every point that they make, there's a proper fish handling technique that can refute their argument. Okay. But I also think it's important to pull out, I think we should take the argument that far and say, hunters and anglers are fighting for habitat, habitat restoration, because they want to enjoy these fish species in the future. And if you're calling something unethical, um, and I don't that? see, Did no, this, I'm just, I'm just reading this PETA article. This guy was, I don't know. He wasn't from the from States. From what we learned from Andrew, the more comments we get on this thing. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, let's go, go let's go yeah. crazy. Let's go crazy on this Man, guy. I mean, tell him all the words he's misspelling. I, yeah. I saw a few more. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently English isn't his first language. 
But that wasn't his point, as he mentioned to me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think it's an interesting. Con- I think it's an interesting guess, conservation. But then, but then, okay, so the next thing, the next step would be like, should I even be wade fishing? Am I disturbing the water that I'm wading in to go fishing? Oh yeah, I went with somebody the other day, and they made a little stack of rocks. And, and I hope I you like, kicked it down. I didn't even touch it. What? What? I didn't. No, I you're supposed like, to knock that yeah. stuff down. Yeah, you're supposed to knock it down. No, I know. I don't know what I was thinking. Go back. That go back tomorrow and go knock it down. Yeah. yeah. Go back to that Karen stack and be like, oh. But I don't know. I just like the argument is catching all these It looks like it kept you up for or, a day or, or two. Because, I mean, if I kept. We're still talking about <laughs> it. We're still talking. <laughs> I, well, I, just, I just have to think that even in like, if we just take the pure numbers, if I were to, I go fishing a lot. If I were to keep every fish that I caught and not release it, Fish survivability is over ninety yeah. percent if you have proper fish handling techniques. I am removing so much fish from the ecosystem that. Plus, I mean, honestly, like realistically, like I'm just making it easier for like the really cool animals, like the birds of prey, to eat. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm keeping that that life <laughs> yeah. cycle going. Yeah. Circle exactly. of life. Exactly. I mean, yeah. like, can you imagine if you're a bird without hands? It'd be so hard to catch fish. Well, and I was reading another article. A guy put out a very good, like, uh, on the New York Times. I don't have the article pulled up, but I was reading this article that he put, and he was, like, a conversation on catch and release. Um, and he, like, made a lot of the points that PETA made, but also was, like, made a case for catch and release fishing. And one of the arguments that he pulled was, like, not just, like, catching a fish. Like, fish have a very high mortality rate, regardless of if people fish for them or not like a flood mm-hmm. or like other animals or a drought or drought yeah. and like catching re- the amount of people doing catch and release or like fishing it's like such a small percentage of that overall mortality it's not even respond back to the guy and tell him that tell him that you caught that permit twice on the same fly Ooh, it's just yeah just mm-hmm. or just say hey i disagree with you catch and release is awesome <laughs> I caught and released that fish twice The same one I've had that happen I mean I'm sure you, both of y'all have had that happen Where you caught the same bluegill Like I know for a fact Like I just caught that bluegill On the same Oh yeah fly. no I it's for sure happened. caught the same fish Oh I'm pretty like, sure I caught right? the same, the same quad today Or a couple days There you go It was definitely the same quad I mean obviously I feel like Higher pressure locations You do see those fish acting weird So does it change? Yeah I totally agree They're getting hammered with Everything under the sun, and and there's some tough fisheries like Land to Park. To me, is like one of the hardest, one, harder fisheries within a f- you know hour drive, hour and a half drive from San Antonio to to go and fish. It's a hard stretch, and everyone's throwing everything under the sun. Well, think about the quad too. I bet every trout in the quad gets caught at least ten times over a season. Well, you technically, so? they were already caught once when they were pulled in the net to throw yeah. in a truck ride. To be so they have to have a high survivability rate because all the a lot of people in the quad aren't using proper like treble hooks and like jack oh. and fish. Oh yeah, they're like ripping off face. Sorry, Andrew, uh, to get you in the conversation. Every year they release trout below Canyon Dam, which is uh, about an hour from here in, in Sattler. So it's the lower, what lake is that? Uh, Canyon, Canyon, Lake. Canyon Lake. And release what, like eight or 10,000 pounds? Yeah. Uh, uh, no, like that 9,000, 9, I think is the number. Yeah, yeah. Over, I mean, like, over the span of two months, yeah. mm. they release these trout. Now, these trout have been pellet fed for two years. Is that correct, Landon? Two, something like that. Two years. They're put in a truck. The truck is driven over to the spot. And they're dumped in the water. Sometimes from a bridge, they're dumped in. 
and we go catch them. We go catch them and until about what, like maybe April. So it gets a little too warm. Depends or, who you ask. Depends who you ask. <laughs> some people will say, "Oh, there's holdover trout from two years ago that are still there," which whatever. And some people are like, "Oh, the water's 68 today, so I'm going to go in the middle of July." Yeah, and and then we have periods where you know there's stretches where we get a drought or the water's really low, and those fish cannot survive those areas. But we do this constantly every year and have been for how many years? For 30, 40 years 30, probably. 40 years that this has been going on. So I don't know. The question becomes, is that, is it? Is that unethical? Is that unethical? These are all brood test tube fish anyway. They're all for our entertainment. They're all for our entertainment. Is it any different than the tilapia that we're going to eat from HEV? Oh, that comes out of Calaveras Lake. Does it come out of Calaveras? That, that's what I'm understanding. I don't know. I had some really good tilapia fish tacos the other night. Probably from Calaveras Lake. That I made on my pellet grill. Ooh. <laughs> so nice. Ooh, we can talk about <laughs> that later. So good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it opens up a can of worms and a, a definitely a, a, a rabbit hole of stuff. But I'm glad you caught that fish. Oh, I'm Thank too. I'm glad I released it. I'm glad I released it too because that was way too sweet of a fish to not release. Is there, is so there, I have is a question meat? about the... When he's saying it's unethical that you caught and released it, would he have been fine if you caught it and kept it? Yes, that's the argument that a lot of people make, that you're the torturing you're fish, torturing fish you by releasing it. And so that either you shouldn't fish at all, or if you're going to catch a fish, you have to keep that fish. Yeah, right. Now, there's some species where, you know, you see on TV where they're doing, like, the tuna or they're doing, like, the sailfish. They've had that fish on for hours. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and... It's going to be tough to revive a lot of those fish. Okay, I got a question for you. Let's say you have a house, right? Yes. And I tell you I'm going to take care of your house. I'm going to put money into your house and make it the best house okay. ever, oh, right? All right. I'm but it. every month I come over there and I make you bite your lip. How hard my lip? I mean, I have to make a hole, you know? And I drag you around your front yard for a little bit. Yeah, but you made my house nice. I take that trade. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Whatever. You yeah. know? Well, that goes right. back to my argument that the fishermen are doing all the habitat right, right, restoration. Right. That I think that is an argument that we should make. I think we should be educating people on the amount that hunters and anglers bring to habitat restoration and conservation. And I think that's an argument that people aren't making. And I think people that don't see that don't know. And you should say, hey, because I'm fly fishing, because I'm catching Guadalupe bass in Texas, I love them more. And because I love them more, I'm willing to do the work, donate my time, donate my money to habitat restoration, conservation of these fish. Okay. And I will release them back in the river. Yeah, okay. Same scenario. <laughs> three three percent chance you die. <laughs> you still take it. Three percent chance I die. Three percent chance you die. How often are you coming over? Once a month. Once a month. But my buddy who's also hoping might come tomorrow. <laughs> 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 Respond back to this guy. Keep it going. <laughs> no, I'm I'm done. So I can only I can him, only give him the house situation. <laughs> yeah, give him the house situation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. I didn't see it. I'll go on. I'll make a comment for you. Okay. Yeah, I want someone else to fight. I'm. I, it went on for a while. I'm done with it. I'll fight on that. I'll I'll jump on that. I'm gonna go you. share my little house and house analogy. So. <laughs> <laughs> You should write. You should. You should write a blog about that, Zach. There you go. You should just break it all down. Yeah. Or maybe, uh, hey Jim, 
if you're listening to this. And I know you oh, are. Yeah, Jeff. <laughs> he <laughs> writes for Fly Fishing Magazines. You should propose Jack uh, Zach's argument as an article proposition to a fly fishing magazine. Yes, please. But or or not, just call us and leave a message because yeah. I'm now now that you're bringing Jim into the mix, I, I'm interested to see what his take on this thing. So I can't imagine that right. it hasn't been brought up to me. And, and if you like the house analogy, I don't need to help. I just you know somewhere in there to say, hey, best friend Zach came up with the idea. That's it. That's all I need. <laughs> so did you guys hear that uh, Bluebell ice cream was rated the worst ice cream in like the U.S.? And that's got me thinking. I kind of agree. It's BS. No, I kind of agree. Have you ever had Blue Bunny? Blue Bunny is shit. Have you ever had H-E-B Creamy Creations? Okay, look. That's good. <laughs> it's so good. Okay, but no, so uh, no, Andrew, I want worst. your take. What is your take on this? You're, well, you're a new Texan, yeah, aren't you? That's right. Yeah, that's you're right. a new Texan. Have you had Bluebell yet? I think I was at Central Market the other day, and they had some like ice cream fest or whatever. So I don't can't remember per se what we had, but I was like, man, this stuff is so good. So I it might have been the HEB ones because the HEB the creamy creations, creations like, is good. They're I don't poteet, disagree. Strawberry, yeah. The nineteen oh nine vanilla is. Mm, I good. had the Rocky Road the other day, man. So Rocky, but it's Texas. I mean, it's it's Bluebell, man. It's Bluebell. Yeah, but now I don't know if I'm gonna get Listeria. That already happened. It happened yeah. once. Only we two learned people our lesson. Die. Two people died, and we moved on. All I know is that also sick people aren't going and licking the top of creamy creation. Just because they put a cover on it. <laughs> <laughs> you should do the Bluebell tour, Andrew. Take the kids, yeah. do the Bluebell tour. Let's go. The Bluebell release of oatmeal cream pie ice cream for the yeah. summer. Oh, so good. Is it good? Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, we did the we did the tour once. It was awesome. You're just like looking, and, and then you get to the end of it, and they have like all the flavors. So you get, I think, like three free ones, and then each one's another dollar. Nice. I'm, I'm not saying that Bluebell... It's that's the, the worst. best because I think that Creamy Creations is great too. But I'm not saying that it's Cherry Garcia. I'm not saying that Bluebell is the worst oh, ice cream. No, no, no. Blue, Blue Bunny, Bunny is definitely the worst. Yeah, yeah. Blue Bunny is the worst. But, but this article ones. ranked Bluebell last. See, and that's what sucked is when 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 Bluebell went down because of the Listeria stuff. They were down for a year at least. At least, and they only had like three. Flavors. Yeah, they only had like three flavors, and they lost a lot of shelf space on it. But everywhere you went, everywhere was Blue Bunny, and it was the worst. The worst. You knew you were gonna yeah. have a bad day. Where'd you move from, Andrew? I moved from Los Angeles. Okay, so we have a good question for you then. Uh, in and out or Whataburger? He doesn't know yet. I didn't want to say uh, anything about oh, a shirt. He's wearing an In and Out shirt. I didn't want to say anything about Ooh. the shirt. I mean, technically, if you want the best meal, you go get your burger at In and Out. Then you get your fries, fries. and spicy ketchup from Whataburger. Yeah, I could do that. And together, it makes the perfect See, combination. See, but In and Out always, to me, tastes like Wendy's. No, I don't know what? why. It's the really? bun. Maybe it's the bun. Buns. I like it. I know. I'm I not actually, saying I dislike I like the in fries because they're kind of weird, and I'm kind of into it. I'm not. I'm not saying that <laughs> when you uh, have Waterburger in twice out a that. week, it's like <laughs> you need a change. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Have sure you had Waterburger yet? I have. Okay. I have. I've had it a few times. And so what I've uh, yeah, what I've found is when you go to In and Out, whenever you go, wherever you go, that whatever you order is going to be the exact same time and time again. You go to Whataburger, there's sometimes you're like, this is the best burger I've ever had. And there's sometimes you're like, dude, the guy did not care at all. And it's like, this burger was crap. And it, and it's so interest- you're saying, depending on time, yes. Whataburger is oh, yes. better yeah. or In and Out yes. is better. I've had that happen where yeah. maybe the bun was stale or it was just off. Yeah. yeah. So, you like- and, so you know that In and Out's consistent. It, however, you doll up 
your in and out burger, which that could be a conversation of like, well, do you just order a plain burger? Or do you go with the whole like, oh, animal style extra toasted bun and do all the grilled onions? Yeah, with you, you can you can in a sense doll it out, but no matter if it's in California, if it's in Texas, if it's wherever, man, every bite is going to be the exact same. Whereas in Whataburger, there's times when I'm like, okay, it's all right, and then I've had it where I'm like, okay, this is when people are like. Whataburger's the burger joint. Like, okay, I understand what you're talking about now because it was a good burger, but I've seen it like, and it's like in every other, uh, like every, every other time you go. Yeah, There's yeah, even yeah. some restaurants that you know, like, oh, we don't go to that Whataburger because <laughs> yeah. that one's yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, so I'm like, okay, so I'm not crazy here. So at least like, so yeah, it's no, I could actually, I could see that. I I, yeah. I could get on board with that. I yeah. I get that because there's definitely times I go to Whataburger and I'm like, man, this was awesome. And then other time, I'm like, eh. Yeah, there's been yeah. some times, like, after a you know, long day of waiting, super hot sun, you get that burger, and it's like, eh, the best one. It was pretty good. Yeah. You know, it was like, eh. Yeah, it's okay. It's like Bill Miller's. You know, it's like, it's good. It gets the job done. Yeah. You know? It's Bill Miller's. Yeah. It's my Bill Miller's. Boo. You know? <laughs> hey, you boo it all you want, man. Well, no, no, no. But I mean, like, if you a, only get yeah. the breakfast tacos yeah. and the tea. I get a wild true. bill. I get a wild bill, and I ask for my French fries. wild bill? Extra crispy. It's brisket and sausage on um on a, san- a sandwich pull boy. Mm. The pull boy. And then but you ask for the but french fries Bill Miller's barbecue. It's okay, <laughs> but it's like if I don't want to go stand I mean look, their carne, the house, their carne asada is so good. Is yeah, so, so like good. why yeah. is that the best carne asada from like a fast food restaurant? It's crazy. I mean, what other fast food restaurants are going to have carne asada? Not going to be Taco Bell. Taco Palenque. <laughs> Do they have? Do they do. Yeah, they're okay. Las Palapas. But see, Taco Planky to me isn't like Tex Mex. Like I feel, I've always felt like they're more of like the um, uh, Valley. They're Valley tacos. Oh yeah, that they brought here. Yeah, that they brought here, which is still fine. Yeah, they're still good. It's just a different different uh, role. Uh, real quick, are you a Dodgers fan? Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> well, <it's> a, <laughs> here we go. I, I just oh, say like, god, man, yeah. Starts. I'm I'm more of like when you're saying coaching, like you can't represent. I'm just like, go team. Who are you? Gotcha, gotcha, like, gotcha. That's more of like, no, no. Okay, let yeah. it fly. Let him know that no, you've no, got no, a favorite no, no. team. No, we need a beef. We need some tension at the table. <laughs> yeah. This Hell is yeah, your show. Yeah, this is your <laughs> show, oh, man. Yeah. Dang. Zach, cue the uh, wood tip pickle chip what? sound clip. We got one this week. Nice. Which one is it? Oh, this is, no, yeah. I was trying to peel off for a reason. <laughs> I knew I was peeling off for a reason. <laughs> Morning, boy. This here's Wood Tip Pickle Chip, giving you another call. Uh, you know, boys, I'm doing good. All right, sounds like y'all are doing all right yourself. All right, okay. Uh, you know, it's a pretty good deal. Pretty good deal up there, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, I've been listening, and I can't, you know, can't really recall if it was you or one of your guests, but I just feel like here lately y'all been kind of talking a little bit down about Texas hunting. You know, and about the whole, uh, you know, the whole blind and feeder deal, okay? And I just want to point out a couple things, okay? Uh, first off, okay, feeder hunting, okay, is really more efficient, okay? You're not chasing around critters the whole time. Everybody knows what time the feeder's going off, okay? And, you know, it just, you know, there's no reason to spend a lot of time out there, you know? You just really make it efficient, okay? You know, getting them groceries is what we're doing, okay? And, you know, the quicker you can do it, okay, the more, you know, more time you have back at the uh, at the ranch cabin there, you know, get a little whiskey drink, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the other thing, too, is, you know, it's just a really beautiful view from up 
up here. Okay, all right. The sunrise coming up. Is he in the blind right now? Which I can see right there. You know what I'm saying? It's just beautiful. Green jays are carrying on about their business. (laughs) You know. Oh my God! It's just. Oh, I'm getting turned on. All right, no fooling, boys. You know what I'm saying? But you know, okay. You know what I'm saying? But you're also okay, protected from the elements. Okay, the pigs don't mind a little rain. All right, but someone sweet like me might melt. Okay, all right. You know, so uh, you also don't have to be uh, as quiet. Okay, I mean, I'm on the phone right now talking to you. You know what I'm saying? And you know, and uh, nobody cares. All right, them critters don't know what they don't really care. Okay, uh, you know. The last thing, okay, is it makes eating and drinking a little bit easier, okay? You can open that bag of Oreos without having to be all, you know, ninja-like about it, okay? Like you're some, you know, goddamn Navy or something, you know what I'm saying? Trying to open a bag of Oreos, okay? Plus, you know, old green jeans can't see you when you're drink, drinking your whiskey drink, okay? I mean, you know what I'm saying. I'm not condoning you. you know, don't be drinking while you're hunting, okay? Don't be consuming no alcohol. But I'm just saying, it's just a, you know, it's a, it's just a good deal all the way around. But anyhow, I, hell, I'm sitting up here right now. I mean, okay, it's pretty nice, you know, and, Bang boys, I don't know if y'all can hear that, okay? But there's a couple of Kit Kats down here getting after it, and I'm like, shoot me one. All right. uh, you know, I done heard. Uh, I think there's a fellow on your podcast that said they might taste all right. I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm buying all that, but uh, sure do make a pretty rug, all right. But uh, yeah, let me get after it. So uh, anyhow, boy, I tell you what, y'all, y'all are doing good, and y'all keep it up. Well, this here's Wood Tip Pickle Chip, and y'all have a good week. <laughs> Oh, oh, am man. I glad we didn't pre-listen to that one? No, me too. I took my headphones off. I was like, I don't want to know what's going to happen yeah. beforehand. Oh, that was great. <laughs> so he makes a good point. Is it more ethical <laughs> to shoot something from a blind than not in one? I don't know. I think blinds are fine. I got no issue. Oh. I don't know what episode he's talking about where he said we were. I feel like we haven't discussed that in a while, but also we haven't discussed hunting in a while. What yeah. did he call? It's not hunting Because Alvarado just came out today. Did he call today or did he call? Because we, we, we talked about the episode released today. The episode released today, but within the episode, we talked about um, we talked about mountain mountain lions. Hunt. But there, have we talked about hunting? I don't want to go back and listen to anything else. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, that was hilarious. <sighs> All right, uh, Zach, you went fishing this week, dude. Yes, I did. I had probably probably one of my best days fishing I've ever had. Okay. Like, it was so great. Hot spot is for us. Where'd you go? <laughs> I'll tell you where we started. Where did you start on we, my recommendation? We started at your recommendation. It's a little park that's located, you know, in San Antonio. And in the heart. In the heart of San Antonio. And we get there. And we got there like 6.30. And the first thing we noticed is there's like a million of those black ducks in the trees. Cormorants. Yeah, I was like, I think they're cormorants. Right? Yeah, the cormorants. Diving. Yeah, 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 cormorants. And they are making the weirdest sound I've ever heard. Have you seen one yet before? I have not. So it, it doesn't think of a duck, but with a longer neck. Like they stand more upright yeah. rather than like a duck. Right. Yeah, so duck a... body, but longer neck, jet black, uh, and sometimes blue eyes. Yeah, and Ooh. they make weird like, ooh, yeah. ooh, like almost like a howler monkey sound. It's real weird. And there's like literally probably thousands of them in the trees at this park. And the trees are tall trees there too. Like, 
Mm-hmm. So, wow. We're there. We're fishing. I'm trying to find the places you recommended. Uh, we see some fish, but dude, like, they were just not into really? it. Yeah, they were like, they would come look at your fly and they would just like swim away. Mm. And I might switch my fly and they would do the same thing, you know? Um, saw a couple cichlids, but tiny cichlids, like nothing, nothing big. big. Was the water low or? It, so, I mean, like, I went to a museum that's near there a couple weeks ago yeah. and the water was up from that point. But it okay. still, I mean, it was lower than it has been, but it was higher how, than it how, was. In that spot over there, how deep do you think it was? Because usually I feel like it's anywhere from three to four feet. I would say probably there. maybe three feet. Okay. Um, and then, you know, like where like the water's coming out and it's mm-hmm. kind of turning, uh, maybe like four feet there, you know. Did it cross over the that driveway, the, that little area by the zoo where it where you can you used to be able to drive through it? And it was like a low water oh, crossing? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think it was over there yet, over okay. top of it yet. Okay. Um, yeah, so we were there. We were there for probably forty five minutes, and we like I don't know, we just weren't getting a good vibe. We were just like, "Hey, man, this is not going to be a good day of fishing," you know. It was like muggy, and like there's ducks everywhere. And we were just like, "Let's." And he was like, "Hey," he was like, "I got all day." He was like, "If you want to go up top, you know, to the hill country, like we can do that." Okay. And it was like seven fifteen. I'm like, you know, like maybe we should. So we got in the car. Drove out, and man, I am glad we did. We did not go to my usual honey hole. We went to a different spot. Okay. And man, like, the second we start fishing, we are just catching, like, fish after fish after fish. Um, and it's still early, because you guys are it's still we before got, 9 yeah, o'clock. Yeah, we, we were there, I think we got there at 8. Okay, good. You know, and it was, an, it was last Wednesday when, like, the high was 93, which... Sounds crazy any other time, but yeah. because we've had nothing but 104, it was just like perfect. I don't know what it was, but um, not a lot of topwater action. Like nothing was really coming to the surface. But man, like I got in a groove where literally it was like every cast, I was not just catching panfish, I was catching like good guads too. So I think like, at one point I caught like three guads in a row. Okay. And man, it was just, it was great. Good. Saw a bunch of different stuff, you know. Um,. And the weather, like, we fished till about one thirty, and it never got above 94 the whole time we were out and there. Did you did you at least wash off your fly line when you left Brackenridge? <laughs> washed it in the... Washed in, it in, in the, the river. Gua- yeah, in, in the, the river. In the, the Guadalupe, in the, in the running flow of the Guadalupe. I mean, you know, we read the article about the drugs that were in the Florida beach, and it doesn't seem to hurt the fish, so... Well, I mean, look at all those fish that survived with all of the rhino defecation that they pulled yeah, from that water. Exactly. So, so they're doing something right. Right. And maybe that was the final attractor I needed on my leader <laughs> to catch as many fish as I did. <laughs> That's, they're like, this is a new smell. Right. This, is a new, yeah. this is a new scent. What That's is right. this? Eau de meth. Eau de meth. That sounds like a good time. But it was, man. We had a good time. Well, especially when it started off slow and you guys made that we, F, that change. We made Let's that early it. change, man. Like, I don't know. You just get that feeling sometimes. Mm-hmm. You're just like, it, it could turn on. It's probably not, though. Yeah. And so, yeah, where we went. And the place we went to just had a ton of water. Like, there were some parts that we actually had to turn around because, like, we would have to swim to make it to the next was section. Was there a little bit of movement at least? Was it? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I mean, like, it got thin at a couple point, points, but it was always at least a trickle that was moving. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, I was there for it. It was great. And, man, I, I probably caught 40 fish in total. Good. Yeah. That's so, awesome. So, that's super unethical. 40 fish. So super unethical. Uh, <laughs> I did not keep a <laughs> single one. So, 39 lived and uh, one died. Yeah, by the odds. By the odds, yeah. Yeah. 
Nice. I hope I, I know murderer. I know which one it was I killed. Yeah, I really had to mess with his throat oh. for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I was like, man, I was like, you've been up here for a while. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm, you're, I, you're not going to survive, but you're going to make a raccoon's day. <laughs> so everyone wins. Honestly, at, everyone one point, wins. at one point, I put it back in the water. <laughs> and I walked up like a dog. <laughs> Wow. Just, to, just to get some water. murderer. I was like, I got other things to worry about right now. <laughs> you just come with me, little man fish. This messed up, man. man. I didn't know what to do. And I was yeah. sitting there telling myself, if I cut it, the hook might rust out at some no, point. No, no, no. You are supposed to cut it. I, yeah, at some point. Yeah. <laughs> After you walked him. Oh, Zach. We had a bond at that point. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I brought him home. I, I put him in the car. And I put, I put a seatbelt on. <laughs> oh, gosh. Ooh. Thanks for making these rings land today. Yeah. I think they're a you guys kicking. need a second. I'm on number two right now. Yeah. <laughs> I so need some time after that wood chip pickle chip. Yes, <laughs> yesterday was our anniversary. So yeah, over the weekend we celebrated. It was nice. We rented an Airbnb in Lotus, which is just outside of San Antonio. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting. It was a mother-in-law suite of a mansion. Ooh. But, so, but not the mansion. No. <laughs> not the mansion. No. So you're just in a house. <laughs> no. You're just in a room of a house. Basically, basically what we got <laughs> was you. a studio <laughs> what we got was a studio apartment. With a mansion pool. Okay, so you uh, shared the pool. No, no, we didn't share the pool. <laughs> no, they just watched them <laughs> over yeah. the fence. Yeah, just looked over the fence. Yeah, we, we just watched them swim and have a good time. Yeah. No, no, we had we had. It was just like YouTube. <laughs> we we had full, <coughs> we had full rights to the pool, so they were like, "The pool's yours, but not the mansion." <laughs> but not the mansion. But we did look up the mansion on Zillow, just like oh, I wonder how much this place costs. Three point five mil. What do you got? No, not that expensive. Oh. But it had an indoor movie theater, and I was kind of like, I wish okay. I had access to the mansion. Like, it'd be cool to go, like... Where do you watch your movies in your house? Right there. <laughs> in, in my movie theater. <laughs> on my cell phone. On my phone, in yeah. In the toilet. <laughs> on my iPad mini. <laughs> I have a home theater. Oh, what is it? This is Samsung S21. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's one of those Amazon picture displays. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh. oh, you have a Bose surround sound. Well, they're, they're earplugs, but yeah. <laughs> it's real for me. No, he's canceling. <laughs> oh. Oh. I haven't heard it like that. We, we had a B&B at a mansion, but it was the house next door. <laughs> uh, well, no, it was, place we was nice, though. It was nice. We couldn't afford the mansion. How far did you go out to Halotus? Like, how far did you have to drive into it? Like, five minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah, we had a good time. Fun weekend. We ate Mary's breakfast tacos. Oh, so yep, good. Very good. So good. Mary, yeah, if you haven't had Mary's, it's probably the best breakfast taco. Oh, I, I haven't been to Rita's in a long time. They're at uh, Bandera and 410. But I used to hit that place up before work, and that was really good. But, yeah, I haven't. I can't say I've tried up there. I haven't um, had Tommy's, but I hear that's pretty good. Tom, yeah. Oh, yeah, we talked about that a couple yeah, weeks ago. Like yeah, Tommy's yeah. fantastic. Tommy's for, for barbacoa is amazing. Really so good. So good. Their breakfast tacos are good. I don't know if you'd like their carne asada, but their breakfast tacos. Well, it's not Bill Miller. <laughs> 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 so we just talked about it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, 
Gabe, did you do any fishing or anything? Uh, I can't remember what was what we did last weekend. I don't think anything. Oh, we went to the lake. We went to uh, uh, Canyon Lake. Um, went with uh, uh, another neighbor down there. Had a boat, and we we've been wanting to go out there. So, man, you um, got some good neighbors, Gabe. They're our parents' neighbors. I just make sure they're taken care of with high end whiskeys, and we get invited to a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Um, but no, he had a he had a pontoon, and he just wanted to go and. Wife and family didn't want to go, so they, my dad and him had been talking. He's like, if you guys want to go, I'll take you. I need an excuse to go out there. So we went out, and that's the first time I've been on the lake. You know, I fished on the banks and stuff. That was the first time I've been on the lake. And um, it was a cool. He drove us around. and Shot tube and all that? Um, we just he, he, we anchored off and just swam in there, and the kid jumped in like no problem. And I don't know how many 40 feet deep, whatever you're in, but. It was weird because the water was so, like, green-tinted that as we were driving back in, I was waiting to see a dolphin, like, jump out of the water. <laughs> like, as we were driving back, I'm like, was there, there no dolphins over here? Like, what is this? So, I, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird being in that deep and not, like, having a concern for sharks or dolphins or... I mean, I guess there's alligators out there, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, probably so. I would think so. There's yeah. got to be. But there's so much boat traffic going on that, you know, you're not going to get... You're not going to get bothered with anything in the lake. But it was a cool lake. And what we, we stayed out there for about maybe two hours. And then we hit uh, Ant- Antler Cafe off of 46 in 281. Got the large chicken fried steak, which is like the size of my face. I mean, it's huge. And it's like 11 bucks. It is amazing. It's delicious. And then went home, just passed out. Crashed nice. Out, so I got a good story for you guys. So today, <clears throat> I've been doing this new uh, schedule. Life schedule. I've been going to work an hour earlier. Why? Do you get paid more? No, 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 no. Just let me finish. I go to work <laughs> an hour early. I take a two-hour lunch, and I go to the gym. Oh. And then wait, I come back and eat lunch wait, at my desk. G- gyms? Oh, wait, wait, so gyms? You, so you order from gyms, and then you go? No, I go work out. <laughs> okay. So, okay, so you work out before you eat. Yeah, I go work out. I have a two-hour window, so it gives me like an hour of workout time. By the time yeah. I account for driving, taking a shower, all yeah. that. I come back, warm food up in the microwave, and eat at my desk and get back to work. I'd rather have an extra hour of sleep. So. I had a late lasagna one time, and I went to work out afterwards. Not a good <laughs> 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 so, yeah, no. so if is on your video, I'd skip working out. Yeah, no. So I went to the gym today and, uh, <clears throat> like, pumped to work out. Work's been kind of rough. And I was like, man, I need to take out some frustration. So I walk up, and there's news stations like you oh, went to that one yes oh I went my to that god one. yes where the dude did a hit yes <laughs> yes Come there's on, news Landon. stations everywhere and i'm like but the parking lot's empty so i'm like this is weird so I'm like i fight for machines the yeah best <laughs> so i do a drive use that one there's a little blood on that <laughs> i drive by the uh, front sir, can you wipe it down please you didn't wipe it down <laughs> So I drive by the front, and I'm, like, trying to read, like, the sign. Like, something weird's going on. It's like, seems like no one's here, but there's news and police. Like, two police cars. And uh, and it says, gym temporarily closed. And then, like, a news lady, like, waves me down. And I roll my window down. She's like, did you hear what happened? I'm like, no. <laughs> She's like, a guy got murdered oh, <laughs> in the gym. And I was like, What? And she's like, do you know anything about it? I'm like, no, I'm just coming here to work out. She's like, oh, they're going to be closed for a little while. And I was like, I figured. <laughs> and I was like, what happened? And she's like, a guy walked in, pulled a gun on a guy that was working out, pretty much assassinated him, and then walked out of the gym. So it was like a dude did a hit on a guy working out at the gym. This is why I don't go to gyms. 
And uh, yeah, that one's right behind my. I was like, I was like, was it was it premeditated? And she's like, it seems that way. And I was like, okay, that's weird. So I'm like, I guess I'm not gonna work out today. So I drove back to the office, and I hop on Google. I'm like, you know, L.A. Fitness murder San Antonio. It's like 20 hits. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, but they got the guy. They did catch the guy. He is in custody. Yeah. I yeah. saw that. They he found the gun. Walking out. Yeah. Well, he left the gun there. I think he he tossed it when he left. Yeah. Just a sin. We we have a we have a local we have a local who catches and releases. Sir, <laughs> sir, come talk to us about what happened. Yeah. So oh, man. Yeah, that was kind of crazy. That is crazy. I'm gonna go to a different location for. That's well, crazy yeah, that you like. Think about if you had gone to work three hours early, and taken your three hour lunch, hmm. you might have been right in the middle of that. Oh, you might have been there. <laughs> Maybe I would have had a real Man. good. I would have had a real good story for you guys. So you know, story for everybody. Go to work yeah. on time. <laughs> <laughs> work out at home. Just work out at home. <laughs> or don't work out during your lunch break. What's been interesting to see? It's it's the best thing. It's the best. It's the best thing for my schedule because I'm not the guy that's going to get up at five. That's just not going to happen. It's not realistic. I'm a night person. I come home from work and I want to spend time with the wife. We have the podcast. I have a lot going on during the week. So it's not realistic for me to do that either. So for me to get it done, the most realistic thing is I can go to work an hour early. It's not that hard. And then I can take a two-hour lunch. And my work's cool with it. I kind of have freedom of my schedule. As long as I'm getting my work done, I have no problems. So, um, Yeah, dude. Yeah. Do what you got to do. Yeah. I'm going to get it done. <laughs> I'm firing. <laughs> Try not to get killed. <laughs> so, Andrew... Let's talk about barbecue. Let's do it. Um, how did you get started? Actually, let's start. Let, let, let me do this. How did you and Gabe meet? Because Gabe made this connection, and I kind of want the story of how this all came together. Um, I was selling candy bars, and I knocked on his front door. <laughs> and um, No. Is uh, that candy bar made of brisket? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I know you. No, no, no. I was smoking uh, in the backyard, and then I see Gabe's face figure. I'm like, who the heck? <laughs> When's it going to be done? Yeah. No, Andrew moved uh, down the street from my parents' house. So we were, um, we were, I don't know, my dad called me. It's like, oh, man, this is cool. We got a new neighbor. It's super nice. Has a YouTube channel. I'm like, oh, that's, that's cool. Barbecue. I'm like. I like to eat. <laughs> this is this is good. This is good. I'm the man. Um, and and then so we started talking. Then we started talking about YouTube stuff. We started talking about um, fly fishing stuff. Yep. And we're slowly getting Andrew into into the game. Slowly one one fly thing at a time. He's reeling me in right now. Really? So. Oh. Yeah, there you go. Uh, are you fl- are you fly curious? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm pretty fly for a white guy. <laughs> Here we go. So, <laughs> oh man, we shouldn't drink so much before these stupid things. Um, but yeah, no, that's 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 how I met him. So yeah, it's just been you know picking his brain about just you know the the YouTube life and you know obviously just the amount of stuff that goes into these videos. I mean, you knew you knew there's work, but just like the overall you know thinking it out, processing it out, videotaping it out, editing it. Mm. Um, you know, start to finish, and and that you could have one that does well, and and put a lot of work and effort, and get three hundred views, and you could have one that you know maybe didn't do half as much, and have a million. I mean, mm-hmm. just it's just a cool, really cool um, 
you know, process to listen and stuff. And I put work into the Gatlinburg video. Oh, you did? <laughs> <laughs> Our, like, a second yeah. most viewed video is, like, Zach's Gatlinburg video, and it was, like, no effort. Nice. Yeah, it is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the video is amazing. Before we start talking barbecue, Andrew, so you are, like, kind of starting to, like, feel out fly fishing. Yeah, so I think when I got here, um, so the I pretty much got here about, Mid-June, I drove down, and the family was going to f- uh, fly in uh, a few days later. So I, you know, just trying to scope out the area. I think I went, I was like, oh, there's a there's a Bass Pro in the area. So I went to the Bass Pro, and I, I love I love fishing. I did a lot of uh, uh, freshwater and saltwater and, like, ocean fishing and pretty much the whole gambit in Los Angeles. So when I came out here, I'm like, oh, I, I want to get another rod and reel um, just because we really had to condense to, the, to move out here. And so um, instead of going to the normal fishing section, I guess the Bass Pro had like this fly fishing section. And uh, the guy that was working behind the counter, um, an older gentleman, but this guy, uh, he's basically like, once you try fly fishing, you really don't, you don't go back to traditional. It's like you just, it's so much better. And um, and I was like, okay. And I wasn't dismissive of it. He was showing me like, and I was like, well, isn't it? Because I have waders for like when I do like duck hunting. And I was like, oh, do you have to like wear the waders and be in the middle of the river and look like you're whipping back and forth? And he's like, no, man, you can, you don't even have to be in the water. You could do this thing called like a roll cast. And he's showing me and he's like, look, here I am. And then he like, you know, he does like these few little like roll things and then the the line goes out like whatever, 30 yards, whatever it is. No, it's like I'm, 75 yards and just, yeah, just picked yeah. it up. No yeah, yeah. I mean, but I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then he's like, yeah, you can, you know, piece it out. We sell a kit here. And I was like, all right, let me give it some thought. Like I do want to get into fishing. And then immediately a friend was like, yeah, dude, now that you're out in San Antonio, let, let's, let's go fishing. I was like, huh, okay. And then I told was him, it was it fishing like, or fly fishing? Well, I, I was like, well, it's kind of funny you say that. I just met with a fly fisherman and he's like, yeah, that's all I did uh, in New Mexico. They had really good fly fishing out there. I was like, okay, that's two people. And, you know, it was like an hour. And then I uh, come home and then, uh, and then, yeah, Gabe was there and then talking with Gabe and he's like, oh, I really love fly, fly fishing. And I was like, all right. I'm going to get, you know, it was kind of, it was one of those things. It was too close in a time period to hear that like three times. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go get, you know, fly fishing rod. So, uh, Gabe kind of pointed me in the right direction. What, what did we end up getting Gabe? It was, we got, uh, the, we got the, the Reddington vice, uh, nine foot five weight. Um, but we got the, you know, the kit, everything yep. come together. And just yep. for someone who's starting out, that's a perfect one. And then, you know, after a year or six months, whatever, <laughs> you jump to the, yeah. you know, you can jump to the high end at that point. And but we're getting you into the game. I knew Gabe was a uh, professional fly fisherman when I was, you know, practicing casting in my front yard and he's driving by in his van. He's like, hold on, cast more like you're hitting a hammer and whatever. And I'm just <laughs> yeah. like, dude, you're like, you're literally quality controlling my cast while you're driving. I was like, all right, if this guy can like, look at that and say that. And it, and it was funny. He like turned, he made a right turn. And then I'm like, all right, I think it was two casts later. I landed like in my mind, I'm like, this is what that perfect cast feels like. It just, all the line went out. There was no resistance. It, and it was, it was a beautiful feeling. And I was like, Oh, this is what he's talking about. I haven't recreated it yet. It um, but it was one of those like, okay, cool. I know now what a, good cast is supposed to feel I, like and it feels good doesn't yeah, it yeah. oh it's like that's like half the thing is when like I, yeah, oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I dropped like, off oh, that yeah. i dropped off some stuff i'm like literally in the car literally like 
you had drove drops and stuff of my parents and I'm like driving back down down that that you know that road you know to get out of the area and and as I'm driving like I said I'm seeing Andrew casting and I literally I was still I didn't stop other than to hit the, the stop sign I'd already passed him I rolled down the window yelled that out while I was driving and then just like hit the stop sign and turn do you, do you remember what you yelled out I was just, I think it was something like you know say something like say say God, God save the God queen. save the queen just to, to to just give himself that time so to hold. God save the queen no 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 no, no. so it was the timing oh, so okay. as he went back he was already starting to go forward and his line wasn't it just, just wasn't in sync was yeah. yeah it's like yeah. so just say something t- for you to give yourself enough time for that rod to load and then drive then, forward. okay gotcha That's first i thought it, i thought he was british and i was like this is america here and i was like oh wait sorry <laughs> yeah. you're, you're telling me to just <laughs> yeah. pause okay i never heard it. god save the queen i always use the like you're answering the phone hello it's for you. Like you're handing the phone over yeah. to someone else. Oh, like, but that little thing. pause, yes, like that hello, pause. hello, and then you wait for their response. It me it's you're for you. For. Yeah, it's, yeah. I like that. Yeah. See you, in your you know, I got CPR certified last week. Maybe we need to come up with a song. <laughs> yeah. That like <laughs> <laughs> staying alive. What is it? The office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Staying alive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we maybe we could be those people. You know, yeah. we could come up with a yeah. song. <laughs> That's that a YouTube works. video idea. For yeah, right there. <laughs> what yeah. song works best for your life fishing cadence? Yeah, right there. Yeah. That's funny. Oh, we've got so many YouTube ideas going now. So, right but you haven't been able to fish your rod yet, and why yeah. is that? So I, I called up Gabe a, a few days later. Um, I mean, falling after you land that perfect cast, mind you, I haven't even caught a fish yet here, and it's just like, oh, I know what that's like. So after I land the perfect cast, I'm like, you know what? I don't want to break the rod and reel down anymore because I'm I just. If I get that fix of like, you know what, I just need to, you know, hit the hammer on the head or whatever technique that Gabe is trying to tell me. So I'm like, I don't even want to break the rod and reel down. So we have a pretty high ceiling. So I bring the rod in and I, I'll usually put it by the door. And uh, and so I'm like, I'm going to keep it there. It's a like quick access. If I want to practice, grab it. And so I do it for like a few days. And I'm upstairs and like I'm editing like a YouTube video and I hear this loud like noise and I hear my wife like, ah, I'm like, oh, that didn't sound good. And so I go, and then she's like, I'm vacuuming, and you're fishing poles and like 13 pieces on the ground right now. And I'm like, ah. She's like, it's okay, though, because, I mean, it comes apart anyway. And I'm looking, and I was like, yeah, it comes apart. Yeah, yeah. Three places. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not 13. It's it's supposed to come apart here, not here, 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 here. (laughs) So I look at this rod and be like, ah. I didn't even land a fish yet. And so I was like, all right. So I text Gabe and I was like, all right, Gabe. Um, Does know. Reddington have a warranty? Because a lot of rod companies have warranties. As far as we know, he was landing a big fish when it broke. So it's covered under warranty. That, that's what we're going with. But yeah, so no, I, I call up Gabe and I was like, hey, how much is the new? Because I don't know about war. I'm just like, hey, yeah. you know, what it is what it is. Don't cry over spilt milk, Gabe. How much is a, a, another rod? And he's like, yeah, it's about 250 bucks. I'm like, oh. God, for a vacuum, man. <laughs> and then, uh, which the, so then he's like, but that's just MSRP, you know, price. I can probably get like a pro discount. And I was like, I think I need to order one. And he calls me and he's just like, what happened? I'm like, my rod's in like 13 pieces right now. So he's like, don't worry. The reason why I told you to go with, what is it, Redding? Or yeah, it was Redington. Redington. Yeah, Redington. There's a yeah. chance that you, I mean. Yeah, yeah. He's like, they're pretty good at their whole, like, if it breaks, either way they replace it or you pay 50 bucks and then they replace, whatever. Yeah. We'll see. So. Yeah. It's nice. been mailed out today. I, I say so. You already yeah. sent it out. Yeah, it's already yeah. sent out. The uh, and so we'll see. Well, that was the other thing too. Is he couldn't find the card, and I I didn't yeah. realize that with at least with Reddington, the card's not a big deal because you can do it all online now. Actually, mm-hmm. cards don't even look like it's a big deal now. Um, 
But when you sold it to me, yeah. you're like, do not lose this warranty card. This is like the holy grail. And I was like, I'm going to put this in my back pocket so I don't lose it. And then like... Two days that, later, he's like, I can't find I'm it. like, I can't find that <laughs> oh, thing. Yeah. I tell him before, and I'm like, I can't find that card. And then the rod breaks, and I'm like, crap, I can't find the card. The rod breaks. And then he's like, don't worry, because remember that card that... Oh, you didn't find the card, did you? He's like... <laughs> I was like, oh no, but the uh, yeah. Either way, yeah. You, I was, you just sign. You sign up. You do an account, and then from the account, you do everything. Now, does Orvis have a card? No, it's serial numbers. Yeah. Well, and they they because you're going through uh, Farbank Pros, the uh, or Farbanks, excuse me, because you're going through Farbanks. Um, now it's all they had a new website, and there is a spot to do the serial number if you're getting, you know, you're doing your Sage. Um, rod, you're saying your sage rods, but with Reddington's, they didn't have. Them. So okay, so yeah, I, so so Orvis, I don't need to go home and, and type my numbers. No, out what's going to happen is is that if you break your Orvis rod, you're going to mail it in, and or you can take it to a store, or take it to a store, and they'll mail it for you. When they do the repair, they're going to assign that serial number to your name. So they're going to assign that rod to you. Oh, so they only do that once they do that. Like yeah. once they get, you it. can register when you get it. It doesn't matter. I might have done like that. Now, what happens if you buy a, like a rod? Now, a Helios, though, they can do the repairs. You can send it in a picture, and they can send you the replacement parts. Um, oh, really? You don't have to send your whole rod in. Unless the butt section breaks, you have to send your whole rod in. But if any of the other sections break, like your tip section, which is the most common break is the tip that. section, they you can take a picture of your rod and pay like 30 or $50 or whatever, and they will like two-day ship you a new tip section, so you don't actually have to mail your rod in. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And that's because the that rod, they're all laser, all the materials are laser cut, so it's very precise. So when they do the ferrules where the rod connects, it's all the same. It's all the same, whereas like in some of the other rods, lower end rods, there's a little more. The, the ferrules are custom fitted, so someone has to fit the ferrule, so you have to send your rod in. So when they build the new piece, they can fit the ferrule to your rod. Gotcha. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. But regardless, we're going to try to go. We're going to try to fish. I've got extra rods. Nice. And as long as your wife's not around yeah. with a vacuum. Like, she's like, I'm wait, fine. come here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get that thing away from me. That thing sucks, literally. <laughs> <laughs> so now every time that, that vacuum turns on in your house, you're going to be like, where's my stuff? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, what I learned from this is treat it like a baby. Put it away. Like, don't, don't, you know, don't half-ass it. Don't just put it, like, Which literally. is so funny because, like, you can, like, Stick it in a ceiling fan, shut it in a car door. Like, there's so many ways to break a rod, and they seem so fragile. But then you hook, like, a monster, a monster fish, and that rod will bend and mm -hmm. do everything you need it to do and not break. And you're like, man, this thing's a tough rod. And then, yeah. like, a little nick, yeah. and then it <laughs> blows yeah. up. I've never heard vacuum cleaner before. Though, yeah. So. It was, yeah. I oh, mean, that's a good I, idea. I didn't, I didn't see it. I heard it. I was like, what was that? That's and a good idea. I mean, I used to, when I fished, it was like, I mean, the traditional kind. And I think my favorite like brand was like Ugly Sticks. <laughs> and then it was yeah. literally, you could See, be like. Yeah, that Ugly Stick yeah. would have gone through the vacuum. <laughs> yeah. No yeah. problem. Yeah. And then you would have went fishing afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just the bulletproof. It would have come out like, with yeah. the fish. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> <laughs> like, how, how did I get a fish in there? It's like. <laughs> oh, catch and release. Yeah. I'm going to get an email. Yeah. Oh, this is yeah, inhumane. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Peter. So, Andrew, how did the YouTube channel start? So, the YouTube thing started probably, uh, I think, 2018 or 19. I was uh, fooling around in the backyard with a, uh, a DSLR camera that I had. And normally, I do pictures my, uh, kind of like as like a side job for the last like 15, 20 years. I would do wedding photography. So, I had really good cameras, really good lenses, but could care less about video. Um, and so, then... 
I was just in the backyard with my boys and really had gotten into like um, cooking on a kettle. So I was like, all right, let me just film some stuff and just check out like slow motion video and just kind of just fooling around. So I edited something, put it out on Facebook. And my one buddy who uh, he's a producer for CBS, he's like, this content is really good. Um, I mean, it looks like a, a company, like it, it looks like as if Weber released this commercial, like here, have fun with the kids and you're cooking on a Weber. So he's like, you got to put this out somewhere. And, you know, I, I don't, I can't like Weber.com. So it was kind of like, just put it out somewhere. So kind of YouTube was the route. And so I put it on YouTube and I got some traction as far as people saying like, wow, usually content is done through like iPhones. And so this content's like a level above. And so, um, yeah, I was kind of just, you know, playing around, just throwing some videos up to see if there's any traction with it. It was kind of funny before it was a, a, a coworker that was helping me out and it was either trying to play a name, like what do you call like a barbecue channel name? And so the two that we kind of like, it was boiling down to was Grill Sergeant or Grill Cosby. And it was just like, it was, it was either one would have been stupid and you're just like, whatever. <laughs> so we just went with the whole Grill Sergeant thing and it was going to be more of like, I was going to dress up like a lieutenant and yell at the stakes and like, it is just going to be so <laughs> stupid just because it's like, oh, who cares? But it was kind of like, all right, whatever. So you put a, I remember, you know, obviously I, I used YouTube kind of like a, like a journalist, like, okay, I'm going to get into backyard barbecue, but I don't know anything about backyard barbecue, but I'm going to document. So I think literally the first video I put out was like, here's, <laughs> I love how you like you you here's how you cook a perfect T-bone steak and it was like well done. It was like everyone commented like this is the worst steak and it was like <laughs> and it was kind of like well yeah. I mean I, I would agree with that too. 2 years later being like I would have never like I would have laughed at the guy who cooked at this, but it was kind of funny is on that how that video still up. That, 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 that it's so I literally when I I put out the first video to Mark like okay, here's like I think it was just like an introduction and then it was literally that whole like, you know, kind of thing that I put on uh, Facebook and then the first like video where I'm like okay I'm gonna you know do it serious it is the second video on my YouTube channel and it was funny is it got a lot of views because uh, you have people commenting and so the number one comment is like yeah, I would have thrown that right in the trash or this. I mean, it was all like completely negative, but it was just like, whatever. Like, but a lot of people saw past that and like, okay, it's funny. There was a lot of humor, uh, put into it. And I could look back on it now and be like, oh, it's total cringe. Like, I mean, it's, it's, you can tell when people are trying. And then, so I kind of just, after a while, you just get, you know, just whatever, just keep pumping out videos. Then you kind of find your voice, you kind of find your style, you kind of find your comedy, you kind of find your niche. And then from there, you just keep on doing it. And then just the, like the brand grows, the channel grows and you kind of find your way. That's awesome. So, um, and now you're doing like mainly is like pellet smokers because yeah. we did get some questions. Let me get them pulled up real quick. Well, you're pulling up. So how did you transition from like Weber to pellet? Um, so the, it was kind of the, so the idea that I had um, for a video I wanted to try is, um, I've, I've never, you know, for me, it was all about cooking on a Weber kettle. Like to me, like that was, and by kettle, you, know, you mean like traditional backyard, yeah. like yeah, the, just, you're using chart, you're using just charcoal briquettes or lump or whatever. And, um, and that was pretty much just all that I did on the channel. And then I, I was like, you know, it'd be kind of cool to put a YouTube video. Like we're going to go out and buy the cheapest pellet smoker we can find. And we're going to go to three stores and we're literally like the one, the cheapest one we can find today. We're coming home with it and we're just going to load it up 
and see what it can do. And if it breaks, we can be like, ha ha, this is why you don't spend $300 on a smoker. And if it succeeds, we'd be like, okay, cool. And so I went to uh, Home Depot, I went to Lowe's, I went to Walmart, and the cheapest one I believe was Lowe's. It was like this vertical pit boss, and I think it was like under 300, it was like 390, 379 or something like that, under 400 bucks. So I ended up, I got it, and I'm thinking it's going to be the the cheapest quality thing. So I put a brisket in it. I put uh, four racks of ribs. I put two pork butts. I just, however many trays this thing had, I just, I just, <laughs> just pumping yeah. I, I, and it was one of those things where I, I said it. And then that night I said, all right, I invited a bunch of family and friends over and be like, it's either this smoker works or it doesn't. And so now you have this YouTube video. So you kind of, their story is like, is this thing going to make it? Cause I have a bunch of people coming over. And so it was, it was, it was a fun uh, video edit. It didn't really get a lot of traction, but I, I did like the kind of like the storyline. Like it that went it did. It. Yeah. Cause then people are like, Oh man, you know, and then it, so it gave a reason like, is this pellet smoker going to do it? And so the end shot is I'm cutting into a brisket and all these beautiful juices and slow motion are coming out. And it's like, Oh my gosh, this is so great. And what I found is I could put out, I could spend, you know, I could shoot a, a cook video on a Weber kettle and maybe a week later it has maybe three, 400 views, which is like the norm. Like maybe that's a good view amount at the time. And then I would do a pellet cook or smoke or whatever. And then the next day it'd be like, you have 2000 views on this Wow. compared. And it's like, oh my gosh, dude, it's so at the time it was like that. Well, I, I like cooking on a, you know, Weber kettle more. But why am I going to, you know, kill myself a week of nice editing and put, you know, polishing it up to be like, cool, three people said, good job, this was fun, versus, you know, your channel's growing the other way. So I was like, okay. Sounds like when I go show my wife something, she's like, yeah, great, good job. Yeah, very good. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I need more, you know, yeah, thumbs up or subscribe. Yeah, I don't know, do yeah. something. Wow, that's amazing. But the, uh, yeah, so uh, from there, it was, it was kind of a perfect storm in a lot of regards. In the barbecue community, a lot of people look at pellet smokers. Uh, the, the running joke, if you have like an offset smoker, the running joke with pellets uh, is, oh, those are the easy bake ovens of the backyard. Like I wouldn't be caught dead with that. And, um, a lot of the barbecue content creators had that same mentality. Like we're professional. Uh, we only cook on offset smokers, this and that. And I looked at that as a market opportunity, like 90% of the people that are going to get their first smoker moving from a gas grill, it's going to be a pellet smoker. It's going to be, they're, they're going to get a Traeger. They're going to get a pit boss. They're going to get a camp chef, whatever. Um, but they're going to start doing research and they're going to go the pellet route. And yet no one on YouTube was like, hey, I'm going to show you how to do brisket on a pellet smoker. I'm going to show you how to do ribs on a pellet smoker. So I was kind of the first guy like, I do not care. You can call me a backyard, you know, whatever, easy bake oven guy. I will be that guy who will, in a sense, help show people how to, you know, smoke on a pellet grill. And then the channel just arced straight up. It, like, I mean, it was growing so fast to where I think one week it was like 5,000 subscribers a week. And it's just like, oh, my gosh. Like, And then that correlates to views. And then you get your YouTube paychecks coming in for those huge growth. And you're like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. The growth is insane. But then you see the industry change saying like, hey, okay, pellet cookers are taking off. And then now all these YouTube channels you'll see, oh, we're going to cook on an offset uh, on a pellet smoker. And there's not going to be that stigma because you know that, hey, you know what? There are people that are that are, um, you know, 
wanting to watch this content. And my whole thing is just like, I'm not going to argue saying, you know what, a pellet smoker is better than an offset. That is a stupid argument. Offset smokes, um, you know, if you take a brisket on offset smoker, it's delicious. It's the point of if you're a first-time barbecue person and you have to worry about chasing temps on an offset smoker and making sure you're putting in logs at every 45 minutes to 50. Like, there's so many variables. You don't even have time to be like, hey, can I make good barbecue? Can I use good rubs or seasonings or whatever? And my whole push to go the pellet smoker route first is you can hone in and you can craft your barbecue and then once your barbecue gets really, really good, you're like, dang, this is the best barbecue I've ever had. Then go and smoke with an offset smoker because now you don't have to worry about recipes or internal temperatures or wrap, no wrap. You have that all dialed out. And now you just have to, let me just make sure the smoker stays in 225 to 250. And uh, and then you could pretty much use, I know, use the pellet smoker as a, uh, a tool just to help you keep consistent temperatures and learn barbecue. So that's a great idea. So yeah, yeah use that because I mean it does. I mean, yeah. I my in laws were in town this past weekend and like we we cooked ribs on there and my father in law was like so impressed. He was like, "We're getting one of these this week." Yeah, he loved the the yeah. Traeger. He was all about it, you know. And it's just especially like the Wi Fi, like you know, cooking from your phone. I mean, it's, they make it so easy, mm-hmm. but it does take a little bit of that, you yeah. know. Had you done briskets on the Weber either through snake method or anything like that, or it wasn't until you got the pellet stuff that you're really doing hard? No, hard I've done – so the uh, that was one of my first, um, you know, because obviously, you know, Weber kettle, the fast cooks, the hot dogs, hamburgers, uh, steaks, all the stuff of like, cool, I can have two zones, I can have indirect, and, you know, I was a huge fan of reverse searing, and I still am, but – I was like, well, what if I want to do ribs? And I at ribs, you need those lower temperatures. You need like 250. Well, how do you mean 250 if you have hot charcoal in there? And so then you learn techniques as like, oh, the snake method, and you build your charcoal briquettes in what looks like a snake, and you light one end, and you put your ribs on the other, and over the course of, I don't know, you can get a snake to last nine yeah, hours. Yeah, I've had maybe. about yeah, 10 yeah. hours at, at, at uh, three quarters of yeah. it filled. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and so, yeah, doing, you know, doing ribs on a Weber kettle, doing the snake method, it's like, oh, these are so good. Um, so, yeah, you can take that same principle. You can do pork butt. You could do brisket like that. Um, but then just what I find is, I don't know, to me it's just like you get so used to the ease and convenience of a pellet smoker. You're just like, man, this is so – like you don't have to worry about, hold on a second, let me – it's just you You just turn the thing on. I mean, obviously, you get to have control as far as, like, what temp you want to use and then what wood you want to put in it. And then it's just, like, you don't have to worry about it. You can put a brisket on the night before, get a great night's sleep, wake up, and be like, all right, cool, we're on track and we're at, <laughs> you know, whereas the other guy's like, sleep, what? I don't need no sleep. And it's just like, dude, like, it. so, yeah, it is It is. It is pretty funny. The, uh, so, yeah, one of the questions was um, uh, basically asking if, pellet smokers are cheating do you feel like it's cheating in a way or is it just the fact that like at, at the end of the day you're looking for a good cut of meat that you're happy to give anyone yeah i don't i mean I, to me i look at it as just it, it all boils down to like when you're talking about you go to the gym during your lunch break it's because i don't have time in the morning and yeah. i don't have time so a lot of it's just like you know what if you have time to to sit out and babysit an offset smoker for 14 hours, like cool. 
And there's some people like, you know what, that 14 hours, I could actually be watching my kids grow up. I can do so many other things. So it's about what's like more of a priority. So is it cheating? I look at it more of like, again, it's a tool to help you craft your barbecue. Um, It holds its temperatures consistent. I mean, it could feel like cheating because it's like, dude, it doesn't like, you just tell it what to do. Like, you're not going to like cook on an oven and be like, oh, you're cheating right now. It's like, no, I'm cooking on an oven because you set the temperature and you throw whatever in. But you could, I mean, you could give, you know, Aaron Franklin a pellet smoker and then you can give someone who doesn't know anything about barbecue one of his pits and be like, okay, you both do it. And who's going to make the better a barbecue, of course, it's going to be the person that actually has the knowledge behind it. So, I mean, a pellet smoker still will only take you so far. You still have to know the when to it's pull just it. It's just a tool. You have yeah. to know how to yeah. use a tool. Exactly. Well, with briskets being eighty dollars, yeah. right. yeah. be fifty bucks two yeah. years ago. I mean, yeah. I, I well, just like learning how, to, like you were saying too. There's so like even just learning how to season. Yeah, is tough. Like it comes with, from time yeah. of learning how, you know. And even then, it's a craft takes, yeah. Even yeah, then, he really. didn't pick the right brisket. You yeah. know, that's happened, yeah. too. You know. I will say the uh, coming out, my first time in San Antonio was in July um, of this. No, no, no. What was it? No, it was January of this year was my first time to San Antonio. I, I came to surprise some people in the barbecue community. Never been to Texas before. Never, um, you know, just I've heard great things about it. But I'm picturing in my mind dusty you know cowboys <laughs> running around on horses with you know two guns in each hand and just like i'm just i have this is what you know when i hear texas and i'm not totally i'm like even if it was that i'd be like hell yeah i love it you know i, I wish you're gonna love it yeah, it's yeah. a little bit like or, or yeah, bandera yeah, yeah. bandera texas yeah, you go right you go stand in <laughs> there's a lot of places like that yeah, <laughs> yeah. but um, on a steer and so take a picture. i come down to san antonio and i'm like oh my god i see people fishing down by the rivers one, I didn't even know that, you know, it's like, you guys have beautiful park here, like Beckenridge Park. Like, yeah, we did see a few like homeless people, but I'm like, bro, I'm from Los Angeles where it's like, I can walk outside my house and it's like, oh, there's a row of homeless tents. And it's just like it, where you would look at, you're like, oh, this is kind of sketchy here. It's like, it is nothing but sketch. And then you're like, oh, we found a nice little pocket of not sketch. Like it's complete opposite. So even coming out here, me and my wife would be like, oh my God, it's a homeless person. But even when we see that, it's like, well, they're well kept and they're actually have it together. Whereas like the homeless people where I'm from, it's like they're wielding a bat and just like smashing cars as you're trying to drive by. Like they're just, there's like a different type of crazy. And so out here it's just like, Hey, could I have a dollar for, and it's just like, wow, like you can actually talk right now. Like it's just, it's a different, you know, it's a different level. So yeah, I came out here and my one thing was, it's one thing to be like, I'm going to show you how to do Texas-style barbecue from my backyard in Los Angeles. I've never been to Texas. I don't even know what the Texas barbecue tastes like. I've gotten recipes from people that are from Texas. Like, here's what I do. And a lot of, uh, a lot. there's so much recipe sharing. Just like if Gabe's like, hey, I, I did a new fly tie. You should try this out. And it's like, oh, cool. Like, I, there's like that sharing. And so... I've gotten, you know, competition rib recipes from people that told me from start to finish, do this. And I've done it. And it's like, oh, these are the best ribs ever. Um, So the uh, just, again, going that route of, um, you know, just coming out here, I was like, I want to try Texas style barbecue. So we went to one joint um and it could have been i will say it's probably maybe it was an off day for them but you know do you, we, want, to, uh, do you want to say their name or no <sighs> you know i i'll say the second name but yeah this one um it you know is one of those things where i'm like okay this is it this is my first you know or let's order the plate i want the whole spread i want brisket ribs you know i want it 
you know, make it look nice. And I, I think I was trying to even film some stuff too. And don't say Rudy's. Don't say Rudy's. No, it's not Rudy's. <laughs> <laughs> or Bill Miller. Yeah. Bill Miller. Or Bill Miller. It, it was Bill Miller. <laughs> <laughs> no, but anyway, so we tasted it and I'm like, and the first thought in my mind was if this is Texas style barbecue, if this is what people are raving about, I could do this like twice. I could do this so much better than what I'm eating right now. And my buddy from Texas, he bites in. He's like, no, this ain't right. I'm like, dang it, man. I almost, I had a glimmer of hope. Like, yeah, this is really good. And be like, no, I'll show you good. And then he's like, no, this isn't right. So we ended up like kind of eating and picking at a few things. And we ended up throwing the plate away. We were like, it was so bad. Like it, I'm going to yeah. guess blacks. No, no, it wasn't black. Was so it I San Antonio or? It was in San Antonio, yeah. And okay. so the second okay. one we went to. Because I've been okay. to one place that was super salty and it was so bad. So it was bad. kind of like that. It was a mixture of it being over salted, but then, so say you take a brisket. Well, normally you, there's a way to trim a brisket. This person was like, we ain't trimming nothing. And so there was maybe like the fat cap that we left on was like an an inch. And so you got the brisket piece and you saw this like inch of fat that had all right. like the seasoning on top of the fat. But I'm like, bro, like. So you bite into this thing and you're like, oh, dude, it's just. We'll talk. We'll talk yeah, after. Yeah. Now I'm now. Yeah, I have yeah. curious to know who it is. Yeah, I have I'm two. Like, I have two guesses. But the second place we went to, the redemption was, we went to Two M Smokehouse, and uh, and I bit into that brisket. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like that was like I was like, okay, I can check. I've had you know Texas style barbecue, whatever. And so I remember, I think it was uh, it's owned by two brothers and. One of them comes out, and he either recognizes me or the guy that he's with. He's like, oh, you guys are, like, on Instagram and YouTube, blah, blah, blah. He's like, come over. Let me show you the pits that we, you know, we do all the, the smoking on. I was like, oh, heck, yeah, dude. So we go in the back. He shows us this 1,000-gallon drum and kind of, like, here's where we do the ribs, and here's where we prep the briskets. And so I remember asking him, and this guy was, like, an open book because um, a lot of it's, like, you would think, like, imagine if asking, like, hey, what's what's in your secret sauce? It's like, oh, it's like you – so I was kind of like, bro, the, I'm not going to lie. This is a really good brisket. Like, do you mind sharing? Like, what? And he's like, dude, it's no secret. When you come to, you know, like Central Texas barbecue for brisket, it's half salt, half pepper, and you smoke it with uh, Texas post oak for like 14 hours. And like, and I'm like, wait, what? Like, there's no <laughs> injection? He's like, no injection. I'm like, there's yeah. no like. And so I'm thinking, I'm like, man, I've done... I've done every recipe combo, injection, brine, the whole nine yards, except for salt and pepper, and just keep it simple. I've done the extreme, and I'm like, I've gotten really good, tasty briskets, but I've never just kept it simple. So the next, right when I fly home to L.A., I get a brisket, half salt, half pepper, smoke it, and I taste it. I'm like, oh, my God. It was <laughs> keeping it simple yeah. was the – because you look at it, go find any rub – would you get a? Would you buy a rub for eight dollars if it just said this is just half salt, half pepper? You're like, no, these people cheaped out. I want the rub that this has five different spices. I paid twenty bucks like, yes. fresh ground yeah, black exactly. pepper. Yeah, twenty yeah. bucks if it has Franklin's. Yeah, yeah, yeah Franklin's exactly. Logo Slap on Franklin's right. logo. So you're yeah. thinking, oh, it needs to have twenty different complex spices in it to make it stand out. And it's like, nope, half salt, half pepper, and is, let the meat speak for itself. Is two of the place we went that has the peaches and their beans. That's in the south side of town. It's the one. Yeah, south. we went there uh, on, okay. on by Big Lou's. I've been to. Uh, I've been there. Did we go together? Yeah. Yeah, we Is did. Is it blue outside? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. yeah, we waited inside. So yeah, their yeah. sides are what separates them. Like then, that's where they put in like the the whole like Mexican influence of like the chicharron, the chicharron. chicharron. That's, that's right. That's right. Yeah. What's the plate in there? We can talk about it later. Yeah. Have you been to Franklin's? 
in I Austin. Not, uh-uh. Was there a connection? I thought 2M had at least a connection with, with Franklin's. One of the guys. Yeah, he left work, Franklin. He was a pit master well, yeah, at Franklin's. Yeah. And he came here and he started his own And the same place. thing with like no. Valentina's. No? No? No, uh-uh. no? no. Is that not true? No, it's not oh, true. Oh, okay. We even asked him and he's like, no, that's not. No, that's not. Are you serious? Because yeah, that's like, like a rumor. I, that yeah. was, I yeah. thought that yeah. was the story. Oh. Anyway. Because yeah. okay. I asked him, I was like, "How not there that connection? And he's just like, from what he was saying, he's like, it's just me and my brother and our dad. Um, who you know, he basically taught us how to smoke brisket because there is like this that. rumor that everyone like talks right. about, like, yeah, oh, they, he yeah. learned from Franklin, yeah, because Valentina's, the Valentina's yeah. was one, like, so yeah. you even heard that rumor and okay. asked him, and yeah. he said, and he no. was like, no, yeah, he was like, no, because my, yeah, my one friend who's from here, he's like, so is it true? And he's just like, no, I okay. just, we just learned from our dad. It's like, oh, you heard it here first, Dang. yeah, you heard yeah. it here, wow. first. people are gonna be like, that is not true, hey, but as you said, controversy, man. Uh, be controversial. No, they have good. I mean, for for being San Antonio and not doing the four hour wait in line yeah. at Franklin's. Yeah. I mean, Franklin's is good. Franklin's is great, but it's just like yeah. it's a whole day event. And is it that much better? That's uh, yeah. Yeah, it's tough. No, Zach is going no. And I, and I would not. agree. I think the camaraderie the, and yes. the thing we do on that day yeah. makes, makes it. it. Yes. So yes. agreed. We what we do every year around my birthday time frame, which is December. December we go to Franklin's, big group of friends. 5.30 a.m. 5.30 a.m. We're like, we've been as best second in line, at worst, yeah. 20th in line. Yeah. So no matter what, we're getting, getting... We're getting we're exactly getting, what we, we want. want. We're getting yeah. what we want. Yeah. We take a cooler full of beer, and we play cards, or whatever else we yeah. want to do, and yeah. we just hang out. Time flies. Before we know it, we're front in line. We get barbecue right away. We eat. It's fantastic. It is. But again, I think I get a little buzz barbecue going on, so it's yeah. always. So it it's like I don't, really, I don't actually think I've ever actually tasted Franklin's yeah. and processed what it tastes like. I'm just like I'm so hungry right now. We went a Wednesday and we got there at eight thirty, and we were just on just on the outside of the of the corner of the building, of the corner of the building, and so in in that in that spot, I don't think we got food until eleven forty five, and then. At that time, my sister was going to UT, so she took an Uber, and by the time my dad and I had gotten our food and put it on the table, she rolls up, so she didn't have to wait in line, and I asked her, like, is it, is it good because I just stood in line for four hours? Which, again, they do it beautifully. You don't feel like it's four hours. The bathrooms are open. They got waters going. You can go buy beer, um, and the camaraderie with people around you you've never met before yeah. is always fun, uh, and she said, no, it's good. It's, it's good. You know, it, it was good, so, but it's, I mean, burnt bean and seguin's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Because I'm always well, there's so many game. good barbecue. Yeah, places, they're just yeah. but they're all so close. And my and I love Franklin's. For me, like it's the brisket. Is yeah, it's the, the brisket. thing. Like the ribs, we've had their beef ribs. They're really good as well. But like Franklin's is the brisket, and it is fantastic. But their sides are weak. We usually yeah, just their end sides, up getting, sides are weak. Yeah. Getting don't meat. go their sides. Yeah, but Especially like, you don't like as far as like egg. the brisket, yeah. probably the best brisket I've ever brisket, had. Brisket, well, yeah, brisket is good. I, I think to, uh, uh, burnt bean is up there. Obviously, I really want to go to Lexington and go to Snows. Yeah, um, Snows on the list. You know, but I, I think maybe uh, we do that this year. Ooh, yeah, sides I'd be down for that. Yeah, sides. I really like the sides at Pinkerton's downtown. I think their sides are fantastic. Um, but I mean, I'd be fine with a two M brisket. And Rudy's barbecue sauce, <laughs> those two things together. See, I like two brothers, which is like a, it's a and different one. That's who I would guess would be. Oh, the really? One because I would go there for you, lunch, and it'd be it'd be hit or miss sometimes. Yeah, and gotcha. I could say, and, that, and that's why it was like, you know what? It could have been an off day 
And that's why I'm like, I don't want to like be like, oh, I had this and let me be the authority on this. No, I just gotcha. came here. I've had briskets that I pulled off and be like, I'm not happy and with see, this brisket, but I don't want you to judge me being like, oh, this must be. See, I like the two one, brothers. And see, the yeah. one I had that was too salty was 2M. 2M. The little mm. blue. We went to 2M. It, it was, was way too salty. Yeah, it was. Mm. Like, honestly, yeah. like, couldn't finish my bar- my brisket because of it. And I've had the same thing happen at Black's where within two weeks, gone, and one brisket was way too salty, and the next one was perfect. It was fantastic. Yeah. So just like Whataburger, you got to try it yeah. more than once yeah. right? <laughs> to make your official determination. Yeah. Right? I mean, look, yeah. a month from now, you're going to be eating Whataburger and Bill Miller's on the regular just yeah. because you're like, I don't want to spend yeah. $80 on barbecue. I'll just get yeah. the I'll get the fix from, from Bill Miller's. Give me my iced tea, dang it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. <laughs> have, you, hey, have, man. have you guys been to H2O yet? HTO? Yeah, HTO. 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 <laughs> like uh, yeah. water? Yeah, they have one. Yeah, oh, that started have, in Lubbock. In Lubbock. Yeah. Oh, man, that I started in Lubbock, bro. Dude, I, I don't go to Lubbock. I didn't, why would I want to go to the Panhandle? I didn't, I didn't have a reason to go up there. HTO, man. No, For the longest time, Bahama Bucks. That was Bahama it. Bahama Bucks. Dude, their tea is ridiculous. Yeah, it's good. If the wife's like, are you? I'm like, it's good. I don't know what it is. It's like, it's just. It's better tea out there than worse tea. Yeah, I know, but they're just like, I guess it's the crush is the Sonic Ice and the Big Cup, and then I get like that Arnold Palmer knockoff and muddle some oranges and limes in there and pour. Man, I want to go right now. Yeah. You know what I feel like too, a lot of times, because like I like brisket, but like you guys know me, I'm more of a pork fan. And yeah. so, like, I judge places based off, like, pulled pork and pork mm, ribs over. Yeah. And, and I, I like turkey, too. What's your favorite meat? That was another question we got from a listener. I would say the uh, probably my go-to is brisket. Um, just for the amount of time and effort you actually have to put into it. Once you know what you're doing, it's really little. Like, you yeah. pretty much season it up, throw on the smoker, get a good night's sleep. And, uh, and yeah, it pretty much kind of, it's, it's very easy. But... A lot of it's kind of the same. I would say the most involved would probably be ribs where you're doing a lot. You're like, oh, you're wrapping it. But before you have to wrap it, you have to put on butter and brown sugar and honey. Yeah, you have to do the little thing. But like in the wrapping, yeah. See, but but ribs are my favorite. Like I have ribs. Yeah, I made a good – I made some good ribs on Saturday. But also, too, it's like what? But I can't do a brisket because I don't put the time in, right? I don't do it enough. To learn it. If I'm going to do something, I'm going to do pork shoulder. Or I'm going to do... Did you ever eat any of that pork butt for my birthday? Or was it not ready by the time you guys left? Was that the birthday with the rum? (laughs) Yeah, it was the birthday with the rum. (laughs) Did you ever have that? Um, I don't think so. I think we left before. It was a good (laughs) pork Was that the drink talking? No, no, no. Like, everyone agreed it was great. So I had this great idea that for my... I think it was like 25th or 26th birthday. I was going to smoke a pork butt on my parents' propane grill. And I did the whole, like, research. We get little wood chips, and you keep them wet, and you do it right. Yeah. And it was working great for a bit. And then, like, it hit the stall, you know? And it hit the stall, and it wouldn't go up. And so I was also... Nothing like planning a party, and you're like, oh, we're on time. Here yeah. we go. Yeah. 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 And, then, and then you hit the stall, and you're like, nope. nope. All right. Yeah. So you guys were eating at 11 p.m. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then on top of that, it was my birthday, so I was drinking... Rum with like this, like mango orange juice. So you're basting that stuff? Is that what you No, no, doing? it was for me. Okay. Yeah. He no, was no, basting no. himself. <laughs> basting myself. <laughs> Drank the whole bottle oh before 1 p.m. Nice. Yeah. And you guys should have probably like two, you guys should have like at three. And we were supposed to eat at six. And it was like, it was halfway there. Yeah. And I, I was. <clears throat> he I was, was gone. I was gone. Yeah. Like hit my mom in the head with a pool float over and over again. 
<laughs> yeah, and my parents were there too, so it was like yeah. it was a real party. You know? you know, you hit rock bottom when you're you're completely wasted and you're on a gas grill. It's like, oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so everyone was like, "You're you're cooking for us," and I'm like, "I can't even move right now." Yeah, I really could, I couldn't talk. So Cook. another question we got is beef ribs or pork ribs. Um, you know, I I enjoy both, but for I mean, I I am a fan of the uh, the pork ribs. St. Yeah. Louis or baby bag? It's gonna be St. Louis. Really? Yep. St. Louis, the, uh, yeah. I mean, but you know what's so funny is the, so the recipe that I have, which I'm, it's not mine, I, I was giving it to someone from the barbecue community. I shared this recipe with a, a buddy that he lives up, up north. Um, and so I gave him this recipe and he's like, dude, this is so good. He ends up s- submitting those ribs in a barbecue competition and he wins first place. He no was like, way. dude, I want to share something <laughs> with you, man. I got first place in this like barbecue cook-off. I'm like, right on, man, right on. <laughs> and then I, so I told the buddy who told me that recipe, I was like, hey, just letting you know. And he's like, man, it sucks for him. I'm like, why? He's like, it's all downhill from there. Like <laughs> your whole point of barbecue competition is like, oh, cool. I got 10th place. I, I got on the podium. I'm happy about that. Let me see if I can get third place, fourth place. He's like, if you go out the bat and you get first place and then next year you do it, and it's like, oh, I got third. And it's like, everything's <laughs> a letdown from there. I was like, oh, man, I thought it had been like, you'd been like, hell yeah. And he's like, that, that sucks. That's the yeah. word. Yeah. It's like, never do yeah. another competition. You, yeah. It's third like, place yeah. for you life. Retire you retire. Early. Yeah. It's pretty much retire from there or anytime you do it because you had fun, you're like, man. Have you done any barbecue competitions? I have, I have not. Uh-uh. No. No. It, to, to me, they do look fun. Um, to me, it was kind of like the whole like time issue, you know, when, when I was back in LA, it's, you're working a a Monday through Friday job. And then on the weekends, you're trying to make YouTube content. So there's just like no time. Um, and I will say that backyard barbecue and competition barbecue, they're two different, they're two different animals. There's what you would make in your backyard, backyard barbecue. You would not submit that. And vice versa. So there's sometimes where if you handed someone, so dive into that a little bit because okay. I don't think yeah, our yeah. listeners know, and I don't know why that would not be the case. Yeah. So, so like, so say for like you're a fan of like pork ribs. So if I were to ask you like, hey, do you like your ribs like with a bite to it, or do you like it like, oh, they're moist and juicy and they fall off the bone? If you took that whole like a lot of people would be like, I like it fall off the bone. I want it as tender as I can get. If you submitted that, they'd be like, congratulations, you overcooked these ribs completely. Like it's. And yet I like that. I like it to, you know, I just want there to be flavor and it's just, it's tender and it just, you know, you could literally take the bone and wiggle it out. And it's just like, oh, this meat is so good. If you submitted that, it's like if the judge can't bite down into the rib and see his teeth marks, it's like you've, you've overcooked this. So you have to cook it a different, you pretty much have to cook it hotter and faster and the ribs are going to be tougher, but they're going to be like cooked, but they're not overcooked. Yeah. So to me, it's just like, again, if I'm doing in the backyard and I want to impress someone, I'm over, in theory, I'm overcooking them. So they're like, oh, this is the best I've ever had. That's what most people want. Because in theory, like ribs that are overcooked are tougher. Like meat, when you overcook it, it's tougher. So why is it that in the competition, is it really overcooked if they're fall off the bone tender? Like technically? Yeah. So basically if you put a brisket in and then you pull it too soon, that's what I thought. I thought it's like, oh, if you overcook it, then it's going to turn into this rock hard thing. And it's like, oh, you can't. It's so like, and all my buddies are like, no, it's the opposite. If you put it in too long, it just turns to mush. Like it just, you can like just grab it and then just everything disintegrates. So if you're ever eating something, it's too tough. And you're like, I overcooked this one. It's actually just the opposite. It's like, you probably undercooked it. You didn't let, let it rest long enough. And so the idea is that 
um, you know, one of the things I learned, or at least when I first started out is like, oh, what temperature do you pull your brisket out? Is it, is it the magic number? I've heard anything from 197, 203, you know, what's the magic number? And there really is no magic number because every brisket's different. And what I found is right before you're about to pull it, if you put in your like temperature probe, you're not looking at the temperature gauge, you're putting it in. And if you're pulling it out and there's like no resistance, you're like, okay, that's good. If it like tugs on it and pulls on it, you're like, no, it's not done yet. So when I learned looking at my briskets, like, okay, when it's around 197, 198 to 200, that's when I'm going to start probing it. And there's sometimes where I'm like, Ooh, it's ready. And there's sometimes like, no, another 30 minutes and then I'm going to pull it, but you're kind of waiting till it gets probe tender and then it's going to be like perfect, but you let it go too long and then, okay, now it's just mush and it falls together. So, uh, how long do you let, let a brisket rest for? So I've done 30 minutes. I've done an hour. I've done two hours. I've done four hours. I've done eight hours. I've done overnight. So I've done like the gambit of trying it, everything out. And usually the sweet spot is like three to four hours. Okay. So my wife's really paranoid about like bacteria and foodborne illness and that kind of yeah. stuff. So what do you do? You take it off to keep your brisket safe, but also, you know, yeah. let it so rest. basically when I take it off, normally it's I'll I'll wrap my briskets. Um, and so once it's wrapped, uh, the kind of like the, like the backyard technique would be uh, get a cooler, put some, you know, uh, towels in, throw your brisket in, wrap the towels over it, close the lid. And four or five hours later, you can cut in. It's still going to be steaming. It's yeah, still so going to be like 190 something degrees in the center. There are some, um, it's funny. There was this one guy at the church that I went to. He's like military background. He has these food safe, like storage containers that they use like out in the field. And he's like, this will uh, lose one temperature of heat every single hour. So if you put something in at 200, 10 hours later, it's 190 degrees still in there. Whoa, it's like, okay. oh, man. And I was yeah. like, how much are these? These are like $400. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'll just do the backyard towel. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, that would so like, with, yeah. The, with the, yeah. Well, you yeah. went to like yeah. E-Smart and probably get yeah. one of those, like commercial, one of the commercial ones. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, anyway, cool yeah. And I, so, yeah, for that, it's just like whenever – you're still cooking it. I mean, it's still like steaming and hot. I've never, yeah. I've never had any issues, but the, uh, but yeah, I mean, when I did it at the, I think there was one time just, it was actually that first um, brisket cook I did. I loaded up that pellet smoker and I put in like the brisket and ribs and pulled pork. Well, I was like, crap, I think through the stall, I was like, oh, I'm running behind. And so people are like, hey, you said we we're going to eat at seven and it's like 830. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to let this brisket rest for a half hour. And it was still juicy, but you could just tell like, oh, if I just let that rest for another half hour or so, like it would have been better. But it's just like, again, at the end of the day, I think we're a lot more harder on yeah. ourselves. Whereas you give it to someone else and I could taste my own brisket and be like, oh, I was off today and be like, oh my God this is the best thing you know it's like and you'll judge yourself based on the best brisket you've ever made so you're like yeah it wasn't it, I, I didn't like that that did that didn't even place top five for me so it is all subjective so everyone was like oh this is so good this and that so the um yeah it's all just i know you just you Where just you're sitting things. there in the corner Do contemplating you your life like, going like what am i even doing none of these yeah. people know <laughs> yeah yeah, I've made five briskets yeah. better than this. Yeah, do you yeah. play? Yeah, do you play it off like yes, of course. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Are you buying like premium briskets too? Uh, I've I've done everything from you know like what's the cheapest brisket like the select all the way up to I've done wagyu briskets. Whoa. Um, yeah, there was one. Uh, there I think it was last year around this time. There was a uh, 
there's a competition. Well, okay, so I've never done a competition, but there was like this one thing that they were doing. Like it was like a barbecue YouTube competition. So I was one of one channel out of 20 that were doing it. And so there was a company that reached out saying, hey, we like the quality of your work. Are you interested in anything? And I was like, well, I need a brisket for this competition video I'm going to do. Well, they were a Wagyu farm. They're like, all right, we'll ship you a Wagyu brisket. I'm like, never in a million years would I'm like, I wouldn't, even knowing what I know now. How I much does that buy. cost? That, I mean, they range anywhere from like, if it's like a really good Wagyu brisket, it's anywhere from like 200 to $400. Yeah. I mean, they, and then the Japanese ones, those are like $700 for a brisket. You're like, and then you think like, what if you mess up? Oh, yeah. just like, oh, just, oh, shoot. What if you mess up? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of pressure. So what did you think of the Wagyu? Was it worth doing or? Uh, so I the, feel like with everything here, yeah. like there's a sweet spot, yes, right? Yeah. So yeah. So when I tried the Wagyu, it was, um, it was kind of like the, the purest route of just like, let you know don't inject it don't you dare inject it like let just all that beautiful intermuscular fat like just do its job and i tasted that and i was like i could if if i could have my way and treat like a costco prime brisket i could get a better taste from that costco prime brisket rather than the wagyu um mind you i didn't do anything with the wagyu so if i dulled up that wagyu like i do like the costco prime brisket oh yeah sure it would have been really good but at some point you're like is it worth spending three or four times the brisket price? It's it's really not. Do you okay. think it was just too fatty too? Like no, I mean it was no, it was. I mean it was definitely uh, it was definitely good. I think like the other one that I did, it was still for that competition. Um, I I ended up finding like this like recipe or it's like an injection thing that you do, and the and it basically puts like a crap ton of sodium inside the the brisket and you would think like that's nasty but when the people that do competitions they're like the judge takes one bite and he judges your whole brisket off of that one bite and that bite has to just be like oh my god that just it blew my socks off and so you can find a you know like a a brisket injection you can inject it and when you take that bite it's really good and then when you try like even higher up grade wagyu and you bite into it, you're like oh, I didn't have that sodium like it's like it's almost like it didn't have all that flavor that was you know kind of manufactured rather than just the natural flavor of the meat mind you it was still good I took that wagyu brisket we made appetizers from it we made like jalapeno poppers with like the wagyu inside we made wagyu nachos we made like wagyu mac and cheese like it was we dolled it up and made all these like appetizers from it but i was like man if i'm gonna throw down my own money like you can make an awesome brisket just using a prime grade it's crazy about the like the competitions it almost sounds like the duck call competitions or what is it the guys from the duck commander would say a duck could enter that and not place yeah in a duck call competition Yeah. yeah So what are, uh, there's a lot of, uh, I would say, brand loyalty in pellet smokers. What is your opinion on, like, different brands? Can can someone, I know you probably have videos on your YouTube channel of, like, comparisons, so people yeah. can go watch those. But, like, should people be brand loyal, or can they, you know, should they go the affordable route? Should they get the high end? Where should people, if they really want to get into back bar- backyard barbecue and get good equipment, what's what's yeah. their process um i mean a lot of it uh comes to like they're pretty much a lot of the pellet smokers they're going to work the same you're going to have some pellet smokers that offer different features that could appeal to you um and so at, at the end of the day um 
I'm kind of glad I went. So my first pellet smoker, I had gotten a pit boss. And the idea for the YouTube video was I want to get the cheapest smoker I could find. And I looked at everything. It was Traeger's and, uh, you know, pit boss. And I think it was camp chef. And I didn't care what brand it was per se. I wanted to get the cheapest one to literally kind of almost destroy it in this YouTube video to be like, let's just load it up and see what it can do. And what surprised me about uh, Pit Boss was it was the cheapest one, but it ended up doing the job. And I get it. There's like, oh, well, the thickness of steel, it's going to last for so many years. Like I, I get that that route of why you'd want to, like if you actually really get into it and you're like, I want, you know, a smoker to last for you know, not just a few years. I want to last for like 10 years, 20 years, whatever, but you're now in this whole other park. So if if someone's looking to get into a smoker, um, I mean, I, I use, I use, uh, pit boss grills just because, I mean, I've, I've compared them to Traeger and, um, I mean, it's, I think that's kind of in my book when people come to my channel, it's either like the top two ones are either going to be, they're going to be like either a Traeger fan or a pit boss fan, um, I've, again, I've had both just the, as, as far as like bang for the buck, you really can't go wrong with a pit boss smoker just for all the features that you get. Sure. Traeger can have all the same features in a pit boss, but then a lot of times that model is like two or three times the cost. So if you're just looking at getting into backyard barbecue, um, you know, a lot of it's just like, you know what, go, go get the cheapest thing and just, you know, your barbecue is going to suck regardless of if you buy the most expensive smoker, it's going to take time to kind of like master the craft. Um, but it's so funny, even on like, you know, today I, um, I put a ribeye on, you know, my pellet smoker, but the cool thing is it has like that sear feature. You can literally open up and get direct access to the flame of the, the firebox that's underneath it. So I was like, all right, I'm going to put, I'm going to put my, you know, ribeye on the smoker, 220 degrees, uh, mystique, uh, mystique, where was his X-Men or whatever? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, mesquite, mesquite wood. And, um, and so I'm just going to, you know, low smoke it. And when it reaches a hundred, 110 degrees internal temperature, I'm just going to crank up it was funny. I was like, I was drinking a beer on the inside. I'm like, it's a hundred degrees. I ain't going outside. So like from my phone, I'm literally taking the app and bringing the temperature up the smoker to like 500 degrees. I'm like, I ain't going out there. And so right when the uh, steak hit 115 internal temperature, I took that and then opened up that sear box and all these flames start coming up. And I just put this, the steak right over. And now it's just this, all these flames are, you know, enveloping the, uh, the ribeye. So sear it quickly on both sides and then you let it rest for 10 minutes and you cut open to it. And it's just, it was hands down. I'm just like, Oh my gosh, dude, this is like, it was so, so good. And I will say the quality of meat here in Texas is a hundred percent better than the quality of meat in California. Do you think that, that, is might be the reason why we can do things where we keep it simple when it comes to a brisket. Well, I, so I, I don't know if it's just because it's like, Oh, we're trying to, I don't know if it's like what you guys feed the cows out here, but <laughs> I could literally go to H E B and mind you, I could get like, you know, Cal like wag, like California or like a U S Wagyu stuff at like my local grocery store. And it's like, okay, yeah, it's marbled. And then you taste it and you're like, this, this is crappy. And then I found this one butcher. He's like, oh, we carry Wagyu, but it's Australian. It's like, okay, let me try it. And it's like, oh my gosh, the flavor here. I'm like, okay, already wherever this, I think it was like, uh, I think it was like they were outsourced by like Snake River Farms, not to put them down, but it was just like after trying that and then just trying like Australian but then even coming out here, it's like, okay, out here it's just H-E-B. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, okay, the marbling's really good even for, you know, their 
what do they call it, like prime one or prime plus or whatever the um, the grading is out here. I'm like, the marbling's really good, but even just the flavor, like my kids who've had my, you know, barbecue and grilling for the last four or five years, they're like, literally just this past like month, I've just been like, oh, this is the best tri-tip ever <laughs> I had. This is the best, you know, uh, tomahawk steak I've ever had. Um, and I just feel that it's just like, okay, I can't get the meat that I got back in California. Like the meat out here is just, there is something... You know, uh, so it could be, so when you come in here to taste Texas barbecue, now you're already using better beef and that just makes to like, so yeah, that, that really took me for a surprise. So go Texas. Woo. <laughs> so, uh, how has the move to Texas been like, uh, Texas culture is different. Mm -hmm. how, what are like, what are your pros and cons of moving to Texas? Um, no cons so far. Um, <laughs> no uh, cons uh, so far. Yeah. A hundred percent. Even like, it was like, you don't understand the weather here. It's like, dude bring it make it hotter where i came <laughs> from it's just like i it's not so much the weather it's so much more of like the culture that i came from it feels like um yeah it just feels like just the environment that we lived in mind you we lived in like it's not like we lived in like a ghetto neighborhood like the neighborhood we lived in it was I mean, it was, uh, it, it wasn't a bad neighborhood. It's just because of the influx of how many people actually live in Los Angeles. And then you just had the people that, oh, you can't afford to pay $4,000 a month in rent here. Okay. Now you're destitute and you're, you know, and so it's like, you either have, you're doing really, really well, or you're sleeping in a tent somewhere. And so I think the, the tipping point is I have two boys and we were going on a walk just around the block, which no issues before, but we're going on a block and there's like heroin needles on the ground. And I'm like, okay, I have to tell my kids to not step on that, but I can't tell you what that is. And it's just like, that was like the straw that broke the back, like the camel's back. I was like, this just sucks. And so it was right after that, I flew out here just to visit some friends and just seeing the culture here, seeing how people treated each other here. I was like, I do like flying. I was literally getting sick flying back to LA, just looking at the, this rat race of like, man, people fight tooth and nail just to even barely survive out here. And you, and you could do your whole life like that and show nothing for it. You have nothing for retirement. You have no, you know, like you're just renting and it's just like, man, it sucks. So it was like the perfect storm. We sold our tiny 900 square foot house. We, uh, some guy gave it, he's going to demo our house. He gave us $860,000 for this 900 square foot house. He's like, here you go. And it's just like, uh, okay. And so we came out here just being like, here we go to, you know, you know, to a beautiful Texas house. They left the mother-in-law house and now they live in the mansion. Yeah. Now yeah. They live yeah. In the mansion. So I am renting out a, a back house that you can, <laughs> you, yeah. you, you can't use the pool. Though. <laughs> Shoot. But no, no, so far, you know, I, the, uh, it's kind of funny when I pulled up to, uh, to, to our new house immediately, you know, I drove, I drove here first and I pull in the driveway and, every single neighbor came out and was like, oh, we've been waiting, you know, three months to finally meet you, you know, welcome to the neighborhood. I'm like, this is so weird because where I'm from, neighbors don't talk to each other. I remember being, uh, you know, when we first bought our house there, about two and a half years later, our fence fell over because of like a severe like windstorm. And the neighbor came out and it's like, well, I guess we have to meet now. And it's like, this is horrible. Like, and I knew that in my mind, I'm like, this is all I know, but I'm like, there's something wrong about this. There should be this whole like, Hey neighbor, like, you know, there should be something more than what it is. Yeah. I'm like good friends with my neighbor yes. over here. Yeah, like I've only been, lived in my place for a month and I already like know everybody's he, name. Yes. Like, like he'll yeah. be out on the front porch. I'll go talk with him for an hour. Yes. It's yeah. great. Yes. And so that, 
is what, uh, when I first came out here in January, that was the, like, my gosh, like people just talk to each other. Like you could be checking out at HEB and the checker who's like, would just strike up a conversation with you. And it's like, this is so unreal because where I'm from, it's like, just don't talk to anyone. And you, it really kind of messes with your mind of like, okay, yeah, I guess you, it, it's so weird because if you see a car pulled over on the side of the road, instinctively, you're like, I got to help someone out. Like there's just that drive. And out there, it's just like, nope, don't help. You know, it's a, and it's just like, and people are almost like standoffish when you try to help. And then you come out here and I remember when our, we had did like the whole pod thing, you know, you, you load up your pod at home and then someone else drives it for you. So when this pod came um, to our driveway, the neighbor saw it. She's like, all right, I cooked your kids breakfast. Now let me help you unload this pod. And she helped us within an oh, hour so nice. unload everything. And I'm like, you got to be kidding yeah. me. I couldn't even in Los Angeles, mind you, where all our friends are. I was like, hey, can someone help me like load up? Like my, and it's like, yeah, sorry, I'm it's like, oh man, I can't even get any help, which mind you, I've helped so like, and if anyone needs any help, I'm like, dude, I've helped maybe 50 like friends and family like move here and there. And a lot of them that moved out of state. So it's not like, Hey, can you, uh, you're already out of state. So it's kind of like, so when I was asking now, mind you, I think when we had to, we loaded up one pod and then I was like, okay, thank, thankfully that's done. And we realized we need another one. So when we did that, I think all the, the kids from our church youth group, they came out and I was like, dude, they were so fast. They were literally took like, what was ever in the garage? And it was like, like they just, I was expecting this to take like a few hours and it was like, all right, we were done in like maybe 15 minutes. Great. So it was cool with the help aspect, but then just coming out here and that's just the, you don't even ha- you don't have to ask for help. It's just like if someone sees something, it's like let me give you a hand with that. And then the cool thing is you get to return it. You know, I saw um, the, our our neighbor. She's like seventy five, and she's like has all these like bags in her front yard that your dad probably helped her <laughs> get the bags. And then I saw it, and I'm like, let me put those in your backyard for you. No, 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 no. It's like no, let me put. And I'm like, she's like, I was hoping you weren't going to see it. And I'm like, no, you <laughs> you unloaded my pot in my house, so I'm helping her in the backyard. And that feeling of just like this is how it should be. I should, you know, you should enjoy your neighbors and then you bet the first brisket that I'm that I'm cutting up it's like I'm calling all the neighbors over like dude I've had uh, when we were you know we had bought the house in March and so why one neighbor calls us and he's like hey just letting you know like your grass it was getting kind of long along uh, so I mowed it for you and I'm like what <laughs> who does that like it was just it was so strange and then just the the amount of people that are like hey I'm just watching out over your house just while you're waiting the few months to come out here I'm like it was it was unreal. So yeah, I know I love it, and then so it's Texas is a definitely a beautiful thing. Um, what are some of the weird culture things that you've run into? Or like, oh, that's kind of weird. So you you lived in California your whole life until yeah. now. Okay. Yeah. So as far as culture things, um, I, I can't. I is there mean, anything that you're like, oh, that's kind of weird? How oh, their obsession. Yeah, how proud they are. Like, man, Texans really love their state. We're like, oh, man, they really like football here. It's like Texas or bust. Yeah. Colli- I bet college football. Okay. You USC, say you're not, so. but you're not really like a sports guy. You're kind of no, like, no, I can no. be there. I can appreciate it, yeah. but not like. Yeah. Be, I'll literally ask you, like, if I go to your house and you're like, all right, which team do you like? All right, I'll root alongside you. But I'm like, <laughs> I have. What, what what sport is this? Yeah. If it's like the if it's you know if we're watching you know like the big football game, it's like I'm here for the commercials. These are funny. Like but um, or well, like your reloading uh, yeah. was one thing. You're re- doing reloading to, compared to over there. It just seems like there's just so many different 
laws, and I'm sure that we have weird yeah, yeah. taxes, but yeah, I think I mean a lot of it. A lot of the stuff that's it's kind of weird. Like a lot of the stuff that's taboo where I was from, as far as like if you liked reloading, if you liked hunting, if you liked, um, you know, like it, it's kind of funny. Like all the stuff out here that you're like, heck yeah, this is you know, it's a beautiful thing. It was so taboo. So for me to be like, yeah, I went hunting. It's like, excuse me, like <laughs> those. Have you seen Bambi? It's like, yeah, multiple times. I catch yeah. and release. Yeah. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You you're inhumane. Yeah, I'm like Bambi's dad is delicious. Have you tried? Like, you know, like you know, like, how I'm, can you? I'm cooking that guy three ways and yeah. putting it on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> like and subscribe. You know? <laughs> so the, uh, but, but yeah, so it's so funny on how so yeah, as far as like different culture aspects, the um, so far it's like I there's been nothing like oh that's kind of weird, um, you know. So far, just. Yeah, I I haven't found anything yet that it's like, oh man, this I uh, I I don't like that uh from where I came from. So far I'm just like it's almost like this was always in my blood. Not and even finally, the heat. Like I, the... I could it, it, we it could I mean I think it was like maybe ninety seven today. It could be could be hundred and fifteen. Like I do I would not care. It is just so much better. I could bring on the heat. All I literally there where I live, it's at Bandera and Braun and right across the streets like OP Schnabel whatever. Yeah. yeah. yeah Pretty yeah, good. You're, you got it. Yeah, you yeah. got it. So there's that park there and I'm like I don't care it's like 100 degrees. I'm like biking in that. I'm just like dude, I'm just loving it. Like it's just yeah, it's just again and now that's could, all connected. You well, can wait, go he, all the way to ba- uh, you said, Bass Pro. You said your parents were in the same neighborhood I'm in. I, uh, this What? We'll talk about We'll talk about okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but the uh yeah, it's just I'm literally I could hop on my mountain bike and then be riding in a trail in like five minutes. I don't have to drive somewhere to then go biking. I'm like, this is so great. I love it. And so now I just got to, uh, you know, get into this whole like fishing scene thing, which, you know, I'm getting excited about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially right the time of year that's about to happen too is, is a good time to get in it. Yeah. Man, well, you have an open invitation. I know Gabe's probably going to take you out, but any of us. I got a boat too. We'll get you out. Nice. Trade some barbecue. You bring some barbecue. There I'll bring go. the boat. Go we'll to Sister Dale Barbecue. Sister Dale Barbecue. Yeah. 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 Now we're talking. That's the so. move, man. Man, gotta, and gotta go on the weekend. Yeah, gotta go on the weekend. Get awesome. Position in. Get nice. Get a good appetite. Get some of those lollipops. Oh, God, I haven't had those in a while. Haven't had those. Their brisket's good too. Well, that was the other one. They had the wagyu, and I and I had it over there That's once, but I was like, you know, this is good, but it's not. It's not. It's not worth the six dollars a pound mm-hmm. extra. No, especially when we're gonna have three orders of the lollipops. Right. Oh, yeah. So well, Andrew, man, thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, dude, thank you, guys. Uh, what? Uh, before we go, what is if you were gonna direct our listeners to one of your videos and be like, "Man, you got to watch this video that I made. I'm super proud of it, or it's done super well." Where would you point them? Um, I would just, I would say if they're going to see something, probably, um, any, like if you, they just watch any of the last like two or three videos that I put out, uh, it's kind of funny. Once I got to Texas, I changed up like the style of my thumbnails. So that would be an indicator to me like, oh, this is when I actually got to Texas. So yeah, pretty much the video that I'm probably going to drop tomorrow morning or, or, uh, or on a Thursday, that one's going to be funny. Cause that would be August 3rd or 4th. Cause this will come out in two weeks. Oh, true, so. true, true. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I mean, literally just go to the channel and watch anyone. It's so pretty much as far as like what my niche is, it would be taking barbecue, but then just putting the comedic twist to it. And that's kind of, you know, like my niche, whereas a lot of people get in there and just like, here's how you do. And it's for me, it's like, come on, let's have some fun here. So yeah, you'll, the, if you can walk away with, you know, learning how to barbecue something new and get a good laugh, then, you know, my, my video yeah. did its job. Cool. 
Uh, where can people find you? Uh, pretty much if they just uh, YouTube, um, you know, uh, Grill Sergeant, they can pretty much see the content there. Uh, I do have some stuff on Instagram for Grill Sergeant USA, but a lot of the content that I just post, everything's just mainly YouTube. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Dude, thanks for coming on. This yeah, was dude. great. We this had a great time with yeah. you. Really appreciate it. And uh, we're excited to hear about your fly fishing journey. Woohoo. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Next week, we have, let me tell you who we have, you guys will be listening to next week. It is uh, Chris with Ditch Fish and Flies. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Sounds good. So this is going to be a good episode. So thanks for listening, everybody. We will catch you all next week. Look in the description below to find links to our website, online store, YouTube channel, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Discord server, and blog. Please send your podcast questions and inquiries to info at honeyholeangling.com. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you again next week.